Monday, August 17th, and Cassidy Cook, freaking fire. What a guest. She she was awesome. We're going to we'll do, uh, do a little recap of her uh, in a few minutes, but before this episode, our first official sponsored ad read. We are officially blue checked. Not really. In our head, though. We are. But it's a blue check stepping stone. So I officially want to say that this episode is brought to you by PaySafe Associates. Are your merchant services fees crushing your bottom line each month? Tired of paying excessive fees that are eating into your profits? Well, let us stop you right there. It has been the craziest time for all businesses, but especially in the payment processing world, also known as merchant services. Let me cut through the hard to read statements and tell you what is really going on. If you are looking to add to your bottom line by only making one phone call, then you have found a place to get rid of your headaches. Reach out to Cole Langford at 713-805-2866 or at cole at paysafeassociates.com. If what I just said confused you, then here's an example. If you're a current business owner or a future business owner and you need help setting up a credit card provider, then you better hit up Cole's line. Cole has even said for every business owner that reaches out to him, PaySafe Associates will donate $10 to the Arbor School, which is the most comprehensive special needs education program in the Houston area. I think this is a no-brainer. You're saving money and helping out a great program. Again, contact Cole at 713-805-2866 or at cole at paysafeassociates.com. Jared, do you have a credit card? See, this is why college is a scam. Because I don't know what any of that means and I'm going into my fifth year of college, I've been a business student, and nobody knows what a crushing the bottom line month merchant service fee is. I'm just being serious. But, but, I know where to go if you have a question about that stuff. And let me tell you, it's not business school. It's not paying 250 grand to go to business school. No, it's one free phone call to our guy Cole Langford, and that's how you learn. You don't learn anything in college. Don't at me. Sorry, I'm kind of triggered about that. That's fine. The only thing we have is street cred. We yeah. have a credit score. I don't even know what a credit score is. I don't even know what a good credit score is. Dude, it's like, I, you can... <laughs> I don't even know. You know who does know, though? Who? Let's say it on three. One, two, three. Cole, Cole Langford. Langford. All right, that was awesome. Love doing that. Cole, we love you. All right. Updates, merch. We did our first merch drop last week. Kind of all over the place. The ups, upcoming merch drop is going to be a lot better, a lot smoother. Smoother and yeah. more options. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Birch. Shout out Mrs. Birch. She's been an absolute plug when it comes to this. She's helping us a lot. She is the artist behind the merch. She so is have, truly an artist. So you have Merch Birch, our guy. I think Merch Birch should be my mom. Merch Birch... I think it's the Birch family. Yeah. Okay. Anything that has to do with the Birch family. Yeah. Apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree when it comes to merch Birch. So we've got we've got different colors for this next one. Uh, we've got a couple whites, a couple grays, a couple navies, and I think uh, like a heather gray, like a lighter gray. I think not one. We have what like 
seven or eight, another seven or eight here, and not one is the same as yeah, the other. That's so what I was getting. Whoever at. is getting one of these is walking away with, with one of a kind. The, the, the only, only one. one. Yeah, you were getting the only one, which is really cool. I think they're awesome. I think the dark darker colors look better, just because I think the colors pop out more. They're more yeah. contrasty with the colors. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, we'll do another random drop. I think we're gonna keep doing that for a little bit. But moving on, moving forward, I think we're officially gonna do our first segment, and it's just the funniest thing ever. It should be funny. I think I think it's funny. I think Birch thinks it's funny, but we're definitely we're gonna take a stab at this. And it's so funny. You, we, you may have heard of this on social media. We've done one maybe before. We have done one. We did with Michaela, but this is more structured this time. We, I'm going straight we put, off the dome. And we, so Jerry's going straight off the dome. We picked a topic before this, so I I wrote down. I had a little uh, a little thinking session on, on these. So Dude, what? I had to. I I can't pop off things like you do. I just can't. So our topic this week for wrong answers only is how to impress your girlfriend's dad, <laughs> which I think is such a good question and so open ended because there are so many different things you could do. To not impress your girlfriend's dad? To not dad? impress your girlfriend's dad. So, going for it. Jared, do you want to go off? Is it on your mind? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say this in a little bit a different way. I'm going, the first one I'm going to say is how to impress your girlfriend's dad the first time you meet him. Okay. Okay? okay. But I'm going wrong answers only. Okay. <sighs> this, is, this is fun. So, you walk into the house, muddy shoes. Um, he's sitting on the couch. And he gets what, up to what, uh, <laughs> walk into your girlfriend's floor, house. White floor. You walk into your girlfriend's house with muddy shoes. The dad's sitting on the couch, and um, you uh, walk straight in. And he gets up to shake your hand, and you say, "Nah, man, we're straight." Um, is it, there a pandemic going on, or is this like no pandemic? Like you just no ignore his handshake. No pandemic. You say, "Nah, we're good," and then you go to the uh, fridge and say, "Y'all got any cold beer?" I want to say like I want some details too though like when you walk in are we on like white white tile or are we like a white no, you carpet walk, you walk in white carpet muddy shoes um, like you just whatever wrangle the hog muddy shoes um, never met the guy before you say what's he look like what, and in your head what's this like this bald uh, glasses scary though it, like scary. wearing like jeans and like uh like button up I don't okay. know maybe country dad and then uh, he gets up real polite trying to be the nicest guy ever inviting you into his house maybe has some dinner cooked and he go gets up to shake your hand and you say nah we're straight <laughs> oh my god and then I don't even know what from there alright I don't even know I think you're screwed I think all these answers you're done alright my, my maybe, first maybe kick the dog on your way in <laughs> or just hit the dog up. no hit the dog with the door no. and then say move so here's my first one. Oh, that was so let me bad. Uh, here I'll break it down. So you're you're picking your girlfriend up for a date, and, and you go in. You go into the house. You grab because it's a polite thing to do. Is you go up to the door, and not none of this texting stuff, none of this calling stuff. Hey, I'm here. I'm outside. You do it the chivalrous way. Go to the door, ring the doorbell, and you know before y'all leave, her dad tells you he wants his daughter back by ten o'clock. 10 o'clock that night and you proceed by saying yes sir I'll have her back by tomorrow morning 
<laughs> and then after that, I don't know if he's looking at you. Like maybe he thinks you're a jokester right away. And so you can maybe play this into like your into your own uh, deck of cards. But maybe he thinks you're kidding. You know, oh, this kid, my daughter's yeah. boyfriend's a jokester. But yeah. then, you know, and then here comes ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, midnight, and the dad's like. Holy cow, this kid was being serious. It kind of takes two to tango in that situation because your daughter's also got to be kind of a savage. You know what I mean? Like, to not be like, hey, like, take me home. Yeah, like, true, uh, true. Oh, yeah, she's a menace, too. Yeah, if she's, she's like, also a menace. All right, whatever. So it's and just, then if she's complaining that, like, you're not taking her home, then that's, like, arguably kidnapped. Yeah. She's got to be in it That's That's you. crossing the line of if she's saying bring, bring me home and you're not, that's too far. Yeah. But if she's like, dude, whatever, you know, I don't my care. Dad, my dad won't yeah. do anything, you know. Then the, that menace couple can just go have whatever children that are going to grow up and be arsonists or true. whatever. And break laws but laws are made to be broken okay my second um wrong answers only um how to impress your girlfriend's dad is um you get to dinner okay as as you're with your girlfriend's parents family and the first thing you say you're on your phone a lot not making any eye contact when the waiter comes up right. um you don't get off your phone and uh you just say i don't know man like uh, just give me whatever. You don't make eye contact with the waiter. And then um, you proceed to talk about the entire dinner of how your last ex-girlfriend um, family loved this place and how fun and awesome that, that <laughs> family was. <laughs> so you talk about the ex-girlfriend's family the entire time um, and talk about how fun they were, how much... Uh, like how, with the games they played and stuff and just like you just like say like a bunch of remarks like man like I wish like that was still like a thing but oh Susie ordered the same exact thing as you <laughs> yeah like so they always bring up the eggs for sure do you would you uh, so I don't know which way you can go with this but is it rude if you paid for dinner for for the whole family's dinner because you know that's kind of like a macho move you know or two, you know the or classic two. credit card thing where all the dads are trying to pay at the same time. Oh, exactly. And, yeah. But like you're this kid, you're this kid that hasn't given the family a minute of your time, and when you have, it's about your ex girlfriend, and then <laughs> then you pay for the bill. Like you're I don't some, even know. You know, or or is it one of those things where you, you just never say thank you for? Yeah. No, never say thank you. Yeah, you can't say thank you for dinner. Yeah, I think you're cut off after that one. That's, That's probably sure. pretty bad. All right, my number two is you're on the golf course. And oh, it's just, and you're it, going like situational. I guess it, I am too. Okay, and then, and then, it's you and your girlfriend's dad. It's just y'all two. Oh yeah. no! You're There's so much room for error just, just in this a, situation. Just a round of golf with, like with the boys, your, right? So for failure. So no specific hole, but but your girlfriend's dad sinks a putt, you know, for birdie or yeah. something. You know, he's you know he's like one under. He starts off the day like under par. Like let's say first hole, you know, like you don't really know how this day is going, but you're gonna set the tone right away. And so he sinks a putt, and and as he's uh, walking to get his ball, and he's bending over to grab the ball out of the hole, you give him a slap on the ass. <laughs> and but it, you're not done there. You follow up with the ass slap by saying, "Nice shot, Peter." And you refer to him as his first name, <laughs> not Mister whatever. It's you know, "Nice shot, Peter," with the ass slap. <laughs> And, you know, honestly, like, I would think most dads or most men would not want their girlfriend's boyfriend to do that to him. But I, I could also see, like, one every ten dads being like, 
what in the hell just happened? Like laughing yeah. about it. But I think most of the time, like you're it's not, like you're walking the out seal of, that of like we're homies now, I guess. But I mean, maybe maybe that could happen on like maybe a honeymoon thing. <laughs> I, if your girlfriend's dad is just there, maybe. All right, number three. Oh. Is, is this off the dome now? This is straight off the dome. So you get invited to the family Thanksgiving dinner. That's like a big step. <laughs> if you're at Thanksgiving, you're, like you're, you've yeah, been with your girlfriend for at least two no, years. No, this is, this is, you're at Thanksgiving. This is a weird couple and oh, okay. never met the fam. And she said that he says, Hey, do you want to, whatever you want to hang out tonight? And she says, well, how don't you just come over to my Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> Um, so a, you show that's literally up. like having a 10 step staircase and then being like, no, I'm going to get to the, the top step in just one step. Well, some sometimes people are, um, don't like to waste time. So okay. she's just getting straight. So you show up incredibly underdressed, um, with a, um, jewel in your mouth. Okay. Um, and you've got a tank top and board shorts and flip flops in a jewel and, uh, a spitter. Uh, for your dip. Oh, what if what if you had like the jewel and like in your right hand, and as the dad puts his hand out to offer a handshake, like you you like blatantly you're like oh crap like my my jewels yeah you sorry, have to like, like switch my jewels, hands and yeah. then you yeah um and so you get to dinner and they're serving they're serving dinner um, like whatever buffet style you okay, know yeah, yeah. and um, you bring a bag with you and instead of eating their food you lift up this little container and it's got canes in it and you just <laughs> you eat. brought your own <laughs> you food your, you eat your own food <laughs> you eat your own food and then, and then you, you you when they play games after or whatever you just don't participate and you just leave <laughs> They're playing uh, like no, this no, is, they're playing like what was it charades, charades? Where, where you can't talk it's like yeah. all and you're like FaceTiming like your your buddy yeah. back home yeah talking about like some whatever some I don't know like some douchey party like dude like that was sick like <laughs> like post Thanksgiving like your friend said like he got a hold of like yeah. the freaking liquor cabinet just you, yeah doing like saying like a bunch of like slurs not slurs but like cuss words <laughs> and stuff and like where all the other family members are like checking behind them being like uh like who who invited that guy in yeah. board shorts in a jewel who bought who ate canes at the thanksgiving dinner table all right I don't. all right my final one all right you're out at the like the lake or the pool you know and, and you're at your girlfriend's house okay and you're with her family and it's like you uh sadie Who's you know, Sadie? The dog? Girlfriend. Like, okay. I'm just saying the name. Sadie. <laughs> Mr. Like Nichols. Yeah. Sadie Nichols is her name. So Mr. and Mrs. Nichols are out yeah. there. And, you know, you're just taking in like a good like day. Like sun's out. Boats are out. Uh, having fun. And everyone's just kind of like tanning. Having a little drink by the, by the poolside. And so your, your girlfriend and the mom ran out of something to drink. And so they went inside to grab something else. And so, you know, everyone's oh, like, no. we're wearing swimsuits. Everyone's in their, you know, bikinis. And Mrs. Nichols and, and Sadie get up to go back inside. And oh, they, no. they walk right by you and, and Mr. And you kind of give them like a nudge, like on the shoulder. And you go, and you go uh, wow, Sadie and Mrs. Nichols are looking hot today. <laughs> <laughs> and I've thought about that and just been like how, how do you how can you tell your girlfriend's dad that, that his wife your, his daughter, daughter 
and his wife because are looking great. Not only and they're in well, bikinis, hot, like no, they're like great, they're in no clothes. Looking like, great is different than being hot, saying hot. Hot is more objectifying of like. Not only are you objectifying my daughter that I love and I've raised to hopefully not be objectified, right. but you're also objectifying my wife. True. The two most, probably the two most important women at that point. Right. It, it would, it, you could cap it even off with like, even whatever, your grandma's hot. <laughs> also, Dude, by the way, I, Gr- Nana Nichols. What a situation. A fire. <laughs> so like that situation, it's like kind of borderline, like. Like, is he being nice? Like, oh, they look great. But at the same time, it's like, wait, they're in a swimsuit. There, there's a you lot know? of like borderline situations. I think that's completely unacceptable. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's I why mean, I said it. you know, it's, it's not the worst. It's not the worst thing. See, would you rather say, would you rather have somebody say, hey, your, bro, your daughter's hot or hey, bro, your daughter's ugly? You know? Yeah. I think both are unacceptable. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I was getting at. Both are completely unacceptable. But, you know, there's the yin and the yang yeah. of just stop objectifying my daughter. <laughs> All right. That wraps up wrong answers only. <laughs> that was fun. We'll de- we're definitely going to do that more. every time. It's we, so funny. We, we should do an IG post of like, uh, of like topics. Yeah. Get people submit to like submit their own topics. Uh, a couple topics that I was running through just really quick yeah. was oh, um, how to impress a woman in the workplace. I don't know why I think that's so funny, but it's just the most random, like it's the most random thing of like sending her a, like a cute email, like when you're sitting like 20 feet away from her. <laughs> like an office crush. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know where that came from. So that's there's a little sneak preview of our next wrong answers only. All right, before uh, the main the main part of this pre-recorded uh, intro is we we want to talk about Cassidy, and and so we we've already sat down Cassidy. She was awesome. Uh, she was great. It was awesome. You know, actually meeting someone that competed in the Olympics. It's unbelievable. And like when you say Olympics, like you you. Or at least I always forget that like the Olympics is the mecca of competition. It's the greatest sports thing in the world ever it, in history. It's the greatest sports event in history. And, w- and not only that, but when it comes to NASCAR in the Olympics, nah, negative. I don't. Can it be though? I don't know. Hot take. Uh, but diving is not a big sport, you know. Like right, it's a, it's got a niche. Cassidy, Cassidy is easiest, easily. Spit it out, Tuck. Cassidy is easily the only diver that I personally know. And, and also, before she came on, I, I, I didn't know anybody else. The craziest thing about Cassidy is, and I'm not lying when I say this, she is, everybody says stuff like this, but this is the complete truth. She is probably, if not the best, one of the top 10 best divers in the world. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Not only to say is she an Olympic diver, she's on Team USA. Right. Which is... You're you're in the best, you're representing the best country that has the best diving program, and you're one of the top girls. Absolutely. Yeah. Unbelievable. And so... Everybody... You know at the cookout, everybody's like, ah, like I would have made it to the Olympics, but I blew out my shoulder in seventh grade. Yeah. She is the antithesis of that. She is... I... Am playing in the Olympics because I'm the best in the world. And not well. You just mentioned like the oh, like I, I got injured and stuff. She's Cassidy, also been injured. Yeah, 
I, I didn't realize it. like how banged up she's gotten with labrum surgeries and with her back. Like that's unheard of. To, a true champion. To get back to where you're on that platform sitting and standing and walking next to the best on the planet. Right. Which is crazy. I think something that stuck out to me is when she got here and when she t- sat down with us and she was talking, she's very like well-spoken. Like yeah. I feel she to me was like an Olympic speaker. She was an Olympic speaker. I felt like she, you know, growing up, did you ever take a speech class like in high school or in college? Yeah. I think I had a speech impediment. And, also. Do you, and you remember like going in speech class and like having a speech and being like, Oh, I do not want to do this. And like, you're going there and yeah, you're going like all the cute girls are going to judge you and stuff like that. Dad, and you're embarrassed to say something yeah, dumb you're sweaty. or sweaty, but like on, I mean, for example, this podcast, we say, um, and like all the time. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I try to work on it every day and she comes and sits down and, and she she's nails very, it. She's very, very composed. It's like she, she was definitely the girl in speech class that got up there and just killed everybody. And then she made she that spirit. person, the person that was going up right, yeah, right after next her, to her go is like, how do I, I can't. And then they like, Cassie got a hundred and that person easily got like a 55. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, go to move in the yeet circle, Tuck. In the yeet circle? So you're at a wedding, somebody grabs you, and you just get tossed into the middle of a circle. What are you pulling out? Ooh, 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 ooh. I probably have a prop in my hand. A like, prop? You know how like at the weddings, they, yeah. they'll end up passing out like dance props? I'll figure out how to grind on to it? do something with it. You know, like, so like a light <laughs> tube. Yeah. Uh, I'll pull the lights out, and I'll start like nunchucking like the, like the party lights. Okay, that's good, you know? good dance move. Because nobody else is going to be doing that. Not the power twerk? No, I haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> Power twerk on wrong answers only. How to impress uh, the uh, groom's wife at a wedding. Um, you go for the splits. You back everybody out of the way. You go for the splits. Rip your pants. At the same time, your shoe flies off and um, hits her in the face. <laughs> Knocks out a tooth. I. I don't think physics will, can agree with that one. Uh, there are some hard splits where your shoes will fly off. Wow. Uh, back to Cassidy. Uh, also moving to Texas, to the Woodland specifically. In the because middle of, the, of, right, for this, uh, his, her trainer. For, for, yeah, for this being the, the hub of diving. Never Unreal. knew that, you know. I Unreal. feel like being like a Houston guy, you would, you would know like well, what your city is best at or, or what, you know, training, being a sports too, like you would think, oh, hey, like Houston has the best, you know, swimming, diving Dude, trainers if, in the world. If no I clue. was checking the news right now and it said nuclear bomb launched from the woodlands, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense because the <laughs> woodlands literally has everything. Like I would, or if they said uh, alien life form UFO found in the woodlands pavilion, I'd be like, yeah, no, that completely makes sense because they have everything there. <laughs> Everybody lives every, in the woodlands. Every, they've got every best whatever, you know, ping pong player all the way to badminton, basket weaving, underground champion. They've got everything. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Also, the fact that she went to Stanford pretty cool oh dude yeah and then i mean it's no hbu but when i it's pretty cool when she started name dropping respectfully like i respectful name dropping like usually like someone's name dropping like you're like oh okay like we get it but like that was so acceptable and those are names that like who who else hears those names um she can't she's an olympic not an olympic name dropper but she's an olympic connectionist i feel like true I feel, Absolutely. Did you know there's a thing in the world, uh, there's a paradox that you're only six connections apart from every single person in the world? Dude, I've thought you heard about, about that? that. I have not heard about it, but I've thought to myself saying like, 
okay, like I know this person, that person knows this person, yada, yada, yada. Some way, shape or form, like it can come full circle, you know? There's, yeah, and and look it up. It's literally, you're six connections apart from any person in the world right now. So from like Kanye, you think we're six connections Dude, I'm less, maybe three. (laughs) Maybe three. Maybe, maybe two. Can you name like the first connection? I mean, okay, the first guy I would DM, and nobody's gonna know who this is, but I'd DM Casey Pluto on Instagram. Okay. Casey would respond, who's his one of his producers on his upcoming album, and he said, he'll say, What's up, man? And I'll say, <laughs> and then there's the, so one connection? And then. And then it's like, All right, well, we're there. But you gotta impress the first guy enough to try and impress, impress the next guy. Right. I, I feel like I'm farther away from somebody somebody random. I feel like I'm pretty close to Jennifer Lopez. Um, like three people maybe. Who's somebody random that I'm not? Maybe uh, maybe uh, Elon Musk? I don't feel like I'm that many connections close to Elon. <laughs> yeah, it's so, super random. Maybe six, the max, yeah, to sure. Elon. I have True. no idea about anybody that is like friends with that guy. Do you know what we're Olympians at? I think it's name dropping. I think we're good at name dropping. I, 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 is that something to be like self-proclaimed? I'm not. I'm not it's not that I'm like. I think as podcast hosts, like yeah, there's a little bit sort of like a you talk um, about people a lot. egotistical sort of. You got to talk about people. There's people you know, and it, in the least whatever douchey narcissistic way possible. I mean, we. we yeah. It's just it's just fun to talk about people. Yeah. You know, and it's Absolutely. fun to talk about the cool people that are your friends because it's like these people are my friends. I'm going to talk about them because they're awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Cassidy. I don't want to spoil the rest about Cassidy. Those were a little, uh, some hints and some, and some things going into that podcast and to that interview. I want you to listen to, but other than that, I think uh, that's all the updates we have. That's it. Uh, anyways. Buy our merch, please. Buy our merch. I need to pay my mortgage. <laughs> What's a mortgage? I have no idea. Business school didn't teach me anything. All right, call Cole. All right, that's it. Here's Cassidy. All right, we're live. We're here with an awesome guest. Episode 13, I think. We're, th- we're 12 guests deep, and we have yet another Houston person. The Woodlands, kind of Houston. Greater Houston area. Outside Come the on. loop, not inside the loop, but she is on the inside the loop right now. Uh, she's very talented. I really don't, like the way this unfolded is very lucky how we got you here, which is awesome, so thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having um, me. Jared, we always do like a Jared, like fill us in, like how do you feel? Um, the three words that I feel right now are um, very interested. I feel very, um, not like uneducated, but I'm very interested to see where this is going because I feel like I'm gonna learn a lot because I know nothing about what we were about to talk about. Yeah. So that's gonna be really cool because I'm gonna have a bunch of random interesting questions about like, thoracic extension and stuff like that and can you break wait before we dive into that question dive in wow nailed it not intended but can you explain thoracic um it's like isn't that do you learn that in bio class isn't that in your abdomen and you can it's in your it's in your spine it's your spine and you need thoracic extension (laughs) to be able to like dive and bend and contort yourself right yeah, yeah, you have your cervical, then your thoracic, and then your lumbar. So thoracic is like Whoa. right where your ribs are. Wait, how did you know that? I took uh, biology once. Okay. Uh, that I took bio freshman year college. Did you have to do eye clicker questions? Oh, it's an eye clicker. No. They don't have that anymore? Oh, like the quizzes? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you get and, your results like right away? And that's how they take attendance. So 
I remember going to class and someone would be like, hey, like I'm not going to class. Can you take my eye clicker? Okay. Yeah. To get my yeah, attention. No, no, no. I'm no. It was a bit. It we was did a those thing. in college too. Yeah. And if you didn't have it in class, like you were screwed. Um, Man. You're young. 100% did that. We went to the same college. So um, <laughs> I did that as well. <laughs> I just didn't know it was called the eye clicker. Yeah. <laughs> what, what my grandma would call it. <laughs> All right. We're going to dive in. We always do an intro. Stop saying dive in. But I have to now. Say something else. I've said it every other podcast. It just so happens that <laughs> we literally have someone that dives in. So we always do an intro for our guests. Mm-hmm. Shannon got one. Shout out Shannon. Shannon is here Woo! in the building live. But she I'm going to go ahead and give her her intro. <laughs> this lady sitting to my right and Jared's left is a role model and an inspiration to all people in this country. In fact... I might have the courage to do my first backflip off the diving board after this. Growing up, she won more first place trophies than Jared and I combined. She's a product of the Woodlands High School where she jumped and flipped off enough diving boards to go to Stanford University as a diver. At Stanford, she won two Pac-12 championships and two national championships. While at Stanford, she also collected a handful of personal accolades, including All-American honors. As if those career achievements weren't enough, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention she is also an Olympian. She's a part of the USA swimming and diving team where she competed at the 2016 Olympics in Rio de Janeiro. Fast forwarding, she is now back in Houston training for the upcoming 2021 Olympics in Tokyo. We're pleased to have Cassidy Cook. How are you? I'm awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. That intro makes me sound way cooler than I actually am, so thank you. Well, I mean, come on. That's a ridiculous intro. Everything everything I said was true, though, so like... It that ha- is the most absurd thing. Wait, so where do you go from here? Like, what's Like, what's next? Like that, sorry, that's a deep question, but like, like, I don't know. Do you, like, is anything cool anymore? Because that's the coolest thing ever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, I think a lot of things are still cool. I mean, there's a lot of things I still want to experience and and achieve in my diving career and and outside of it as well. How many rings do you have? Like from Pac-12 championships? National champ, like you, they've had to have like handed out the bling. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot. Lose them, medals, maybe more medals. I have a lot of medals, yeah, but um, I mean, I have two national championship rings from going to Stanford, one from Pac-12s as well, and then I have an Olympic ring which I recently lost. Oh, you get rings? Yeah, no, I lost it in my car. Yeah, so it's in your car. It's in my car somewhere, but I think it fell. Like I have like a loose car, but I think it's somewhere down. Like at least it's safe. Like no one's gonna steal it there. Yeah, no one's gonna steal it, but I'm probably never gonna see it again either. So (laughs) this is actually the second time I lost it too. Yeah. Uh, I was about to go try to get that one back because that's pretty cool. Is that your car outside? Uh, y- no, no. I've been looking for it for like the past month and no sign of it yet. So, but I know I lost it in the car because I was playing with it and it flung off and like landed somewhere in between the like middle console and the, the passenger seat. So, were you, were you driving to Chili's? Um, no, I was driving to Whataburger. Really? <laughs> What's your order? Um, I like a patty melt with okay. milkshake and sometimes a cinnamon bun. <laughs> that is the most Jared Burge order too. <laughs> Do like, you like Jared a goes in. Honey barbecue Hun- chicken strip sandwich? Yes, of course. Okay, and the honey butter chicken biscuit. Yes, and sometimes I'll order the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich, but ask what? for honey yes, butter instead of barbecue yes, sauce. Yes, yes. You've never heard about that? I've heard it's about it. It's a secret menu. I've thing. heard about it, but I've never met someone that's actually done it. Oh, I've really? Yeah. You have to do it after 11 30. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. that's when they you make can, the honey butter chicken biscuits. But this is my question. Like, how can you're not allowed to pull the sauce out after 11? Like, what is it? Until eleven, they're they're all like 
Uh, I'm not, I'm generalizing a lot of people, but like, you know, <laughs> most of those people are, what do the kids call it? High, you know? And they just, you know, term? don't ask too much. That you saying? know, that's just a lot. <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty but stingy on the rules, though. Like, I've been in there, like, 10.55, and they're like, they're oh, breakfast stingy. doesn't open uh, for five, five more, more minutes. Five minutes. I'm like, yes. really? You can't. I'll just go sit That's on this ridiculous. bench it's like, with it's like, you knowing what I'm waiting for. <laughs> it's like it's like a metal like wall. You know that thing in Star Wars? Have you all seen Star Wars? Where um, with Chewbacca and Han Solo and like yeah, the walls the, are like crushing it's like in. A trash shoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they have that, except for like right at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> right at eleven, the wall goes up and like the breakfast crew like come I don't even <laughs> know. The like, shift comes in. <laughs> Like oh the breakfast people are. It's like it's like they will die. What I'm trying to get at is like if they serve you that they will die. That's how they. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why they can't serve you till eleven on the dot. Or they will get crushed in the garbage pit. That's hilarious. Sorry. Great visual though. Thanks for the visual. We'll be right back to Cassidy, but first we'd like to take a second to talk to y'all about Hazen and Co. by Taylor Turner. Hazen was founded in 2002 when Taylor started making jewelry on her bedroom floor and sold them at her little brother's baseball games. In fact. My grandmother was actually one of Hazen's first customers. Not a big deal. But anyways, fast forward 18 years and Hazen & Co. is still running. In fact, they are thriving. To this very day, each piece of jewelry is designed by Taylor Turner herself, and each piece is made with love in Texas. Hazen is the perfect place to find timeless and modernly sensible gifts for your sisters, moms, wives, and even your girlfriends if you have one of those. And fellas, where do you get that? Each item you order is gift wrapped beforehand, so don't sweat having to lose sleep over that. We all know gift wrapping is an art in itself. You can shop for Hazen at hazenandco.com, and if you use the promo code HazenHustle at checkout, you'll receive free shipping on your first order. Join the hustle and shop Hazen. Jared, are you about to buy a piece of jewelry for someone? Well, you gotta first. You gotta buy a girlfriend to be able to buy some jewelry. Okay. But this jewelry, join the hustle. I love that. I think that's great. Hundred percent on the hustle squad. Is that what it's called? Yeah. But I'm part of the hustle. We need to ask Taylor if you buy someone. A woman, a piece of Hazen jewelry, are you guaranteed to become boyfriend, girlfriend? I wonder what the success rate on that is. We well, should br- that's an analytical thing that yeah, she should we'll probably have to come ask out her with. For her yeah. Metrics. yeah, what are what are what are your metrics on the Hazen and Co. Never met you before, here's a piece of jewelry. Are we dating yet? That's a good question. We'll get back to her. Okay. Again, Hazen Hustle, all caps. H-A-Z-E-N-H-U-S-T-L-E. Hazen Hustle at checkout. Free shipping. First order. Join the hustle. Back to Cassidy. Anyways, we <laughs> dive into... Stop saying dive in. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's pretty applicable. <laughs> now, it's a common okay, phrase. Now I'm about, before we jump, I guess you still jump. Uh, before we go into the real questions, like your life, everything, we kind of do like the warm-up questions. Okay. And we kinda, we've been switching them up lately, so this isn't one we've, we've asked before, but... I'm just assuming that you do like Starbucks. Yeah, I love I Starbucks. I think everybody, okay. Yeah. What's your order? What's the go-to? Oh, I like to get a nitro cold brew. Right, like recently they just started like a dark cocoa foam, Whoa. like almond milk foam thing. What? So it's like, it's like $5.38 a cup, but it's- Did you try it? It's so good. Yeah, it that's my good. order. It the is nitro good. Oh, that is the order? That's my order, yeah. The new almond cocoa nitro cold brew? What about yeah. the cake pops? You like the cake pops? I like the cake pops. I like the strawberry cake pops. They're really those good, are, actually. Awesome. Did you okay. get one today? Actually, today, Tucker, you didn't respond to the picture. So today, <laughs> I looked at your order, and it made no today sense. Today, we went to Starbucks, and I leaned out. We've got I got a bunch of like inside the loop stickers mm-hmm. in my car, and I leaned out and put it on the speaker. Oh. Like on the- Dude, I didn't even see it. Okay, oh, so oh, here, like here, the ordering? Yeah, you sent me this, but I didn't even realize that was there. Oh my god, that's awesome. 
Okay, cool. But I wonder we, how long it'll last. Uh, dude, there's going to be, from that picture alone, there's going to be zero engagements, zero followers, zero anything. Okay, <laughs> can I... It's, who who got six shots of espresso? Tucker, you... Whoa, wow, six. Are you zooted? <laughs> six oh my, shots? Yeah, I, I think I would go into like cardiac like, arrest. I didn't know if that was like according six to the... Six shots? Yeah, I don't, that's absurd. Okay, oh so, my god. But also, Jared, She loves Starbucks. <laughs> here's your cake pop. Yeah, there you go. Cake pop. They're really good. They're really good. My nephews love them. So Cassidy, you've been to two Travis Scott concerts. Jared's... Not like We're not... <laughs> yeah, we're not competing, but Jared... It's not a competition. How many, though? Just give us a number. Uh, I, I know I've been more... I've been to more than 10, for sure. Um, so it's been so many that you just, like, forgotten. It's just... It's not like... Uh, but it's not really like that. They're all... I forget the ones that are in different, like, different cities. Right. You know, I, I know I've been to, like, five or six in different cities. Houston, mm-hmm. Austin, Nashville... Uh, Dallas, uh, San Diego, um, Murfreesboro, I mean, I which no is, is Murfreesboro is where a Bonnaroo is, and okay. so that's a music festival, kind of like ACL, um, in just pretty much just in yeah. Nashville, right outside of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I did one of the most memorable ones was when he dropped um, days. No, he dropped Rodeo. And the night of Rodeo, I went to the Rodeo, the first like official Rodeos at the House of Blues concert. Mm-hmm. And he was super late. It was horrible. Oh my God, he was so late. He was like four hours late. And then he just, it was just an absolute, it was just literally like an absolute banger. I love, love Travis Scott. What's your favorite song? Um, I mean, now I'm panicking. I really like, well, Butterfly Effect and 4AM, which is with 2 Chains. I just, or I really like that song. Uh, do you listen to that? Like... And sickle mode, sickle mode's like sickle mode's a really good one. Oh. I, I never really got sick of it either, and they played it all the time on the radio. I, yeah, I could absolutely. So I could listen to that on mode. repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before before Jared asked, Jared's a huge Kanye fan. Oh like yeah, huge. big Kanye. And, I love Kanye. And that's Jared cool, and I had man. a conversation the other day. Jared has found like an unreleased track record album of Kanye West. We're actually listening to it today. Uh, and I have no idea, like. I don't know much about them, but Jared's like, this is like gold. Like, this is a gold mine of, of finds. Really? Is it, it's, it's just one song? So, no, it, well, it's an album. Oh, which okay. Is, which is That's ridiculous. Crazy. But it's an, un, it's, it's an album. You know how they do, like, dry takes where the vocals are all messed up and it's not mixed well and it's mm-hmm. not produced and everything's offbeat and, like, people are talking in the background. Kind of like what's going on over here. And, um... <laughs> It's kind of like it's the driest take ever, but there's some songs on there. It's really cool. Um, and we were listening to it. Um, and it's just like, oh my God. Like, it's just the coolest thing. I can't even, it's just the coolest thing. So what you have to do, you have to um, find a the link to this. And then you have to f- download a VPN, which is a um, basically like. A, I know what it is. Okay. You have to, we have to get those when we go to China. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Because I think it has to be from China or somewhere. Um, you have to get a VPN so they can't like track your idea. I don't know what it does, but then you have to download a 64-bit decoder. And then you get that link from the 64-bit decoder. And then you download the files, and then you 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 torrent those files, and then you can download and convert those files into MP MP3, and then you get the album. Can you just like burn me a CD? Yeah, seems like a lot of work. It is. It is. 
Since when are you a tech guy? I'm not. See, I just... See, Anything for content. Th- yeah, it, see, th- I was about to say, there's a point <laughs> to where, you know, like, when push comes to shove, when I need to figure something out, and, you know, I'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Well, I have a question for you. Are you going to vote for Kanye in this See, upcoming okay. election? This came up in a <laughs> podcast a couple a couple podcasts ago, and I'm going to fit for the. What What was your answer when you said that? You're I'm not, you were like I'm not going to say I won't. No, I'm, he doesn't. Or he doesn't not have my vote. Does that make sense? That makes sense. He doesn't not have my a vote. double negative. Yeah. yeah. So which means I'm just going to fit uh, vote for the most fit. Um, candidate candidate to run our country thus I'm voting for Kanye political birch I love it that is scary but thank you for sharing your opinions alright Game of Thrones was also another thing yep. that that I read in your bio that you it's and Harry Potter but that you was it self-claimed that you were like I, I'm a trivia expert yeah, I think I, I have am. Questions. Yeah. Are you I, have, I have to brush up on my I knowledge. Have questions. I know it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I have to brush up on my knowledge, but yeah, I'm a pretty big fanatic for Game of Thrones and Harry Potter. I like read the Harry Potter books all the time when I was younger, and then I've read the Game of Thrones books. They're oh, those are the harder ones to remember because oh, there's God. so many of them. Yeah. Or no, no, there's only five, but they're so long. They're like a thousand plus pages but each not, one. I don't think it's not every day. Everybody's watched the series. Actually, Birch hasn't watched it, but it's not everybody that's <sighs> read the books. Such a bad ending. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, now okay, we follow. were going to talk yeah. about the ending. Everybody talks about I'm the ending. Very it's disappointed, sad. but but I am I am still excited about the prequel. Yeah, so they were starting one and then they stopped that. So they they were going to do like a Stark prequel and I think they're doing a Targaryen prequel. But like, I think I'm a little nervous with like COVID and everything that's going on with funding that like a lot of those like pilot shows are going to be cut. The only reason I'm excited about it is because whatever their names were that did the last season or the two seasons, like the directors, they're not not with it. Like they're not doing it. It's only... They'll probably never get another job again, honestly. (laughs) But I don't get how you you direct that series when I think they had like two other movies they were directing at the same time. Yeah, they were time. doing like the Star Wars, um, some of the Star Wars stuff, and and they were working on a Star Wars show, which ended That's up being canceled as well. Yeah. Um, okay, but here are my four trivia questions. Oh gosh. I know. Let's I know see if you're I can rushing, get on the spot. All right. First question. I'm out. I can't. I don't even know. Who was responsible for the creation of the Night King? Um, the Children of the Forest. Just one for one. Second yes. question. In the second scene, um, <laughs> who stepped on a crack? <laughs> Sorry. Official second question. And show what was Hodor called before he got his tragic door holding nickname? Willis. Just two for two. What? All right. Then you're obviously going to get this one. Danny's dragons are or were called Drogon, Viserion, and. Rhaegal. Three for three. Question, final question, where is the House of Black and White, the training temple of the faceless man? Washington, D.C. <laughs> um, that, okay, so Arya goes on, I, this is the one that I always hear, Bravos, oh. the free city of Bravos. She's four for four, 100%. Oh, what? How are you, Stanford? <laughs> that was a different language. <laughs> I majored in Game of Thrones trivia at Stanford, so. That's literally insane. Putting my degree to use. When you're at Stanford, do you ever meet, like, Mark Zuckerberg or, like, people like that, or, like, the, uh, founder of Snapchat or like yeah anybody. so Evan Spiegel yeah I was friends with his sister who also went to Stanford I was friends with like Tom Hanks son Johnny Lowe Rob Lowe's son um there's like a lot of people uh Steve Steve Jobs daughter goes there too and no Bill Gates daughter as well so there's like a lot of like people that have famous dads whether it be in tech or like acting or whatever but yeah Dude, that's so all the tech it's funny dad. when like you see Tom Hanks moving in his son down you know your wow. freshman door you forget he's an actual human and like I know, does right? stuff like that Res- and probably goes to Chili's respect 
<laughs> I'm not so sure about that one, but he's missing out. Respectfully, respectfully, biggest name drops on this podcast to date. Huge watch your toes. Yeah. That, those, those names. Like, my toenails. <laughs> my toes just got cut off from those names. I mean, drops. I'm not going to say I'm like good friends with, I, no, I was no, pretty no, good friends no, with Johnny Lowe because he was in like a lot of my guy friends fraternity. Um, but, and then Truman, which is Tom Hanks' son, I was right. pretty cool with him. But like the other ones, uh, I mean, I just seen him back and forth. But. Oh my God. That's so, this is what I would love to do at Sanford. Just go up to somebody and be like, what are you trying to invent? You know? Like, <laughs> Basically, no, actually. Like, one of the girls that I was friends with in my sorority what was on Shark Tank in high school. Oh. So, yeah. So, she went so in and she... Did she get a deal? She got a deal, too. Yeah, you got to watch the episode. It's something about, like, a bottle cap necklace. But, yeah, okay. then there's other people, like, starting their own charities or starting their own companies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Like, oh, I, just, uh, like I just seem... I'm just an 18-time... Um, <laughs> it's different, though. It's different. Diver. I don't know. No, Everybody actually, that I met at Stanford had something like extremely right. awesome going for them, That's whether right. it be like in music or, or arts or, you know, just being really smart. Yeah. Special fact, my last college baseball game was at Stanford. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, really? We lost to Stanford in a regional. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You lost to the... I have a lot the, of friends on the baseball team. They, yeah. They'll yeah. kick your butt at baseball and they'll also invent a multi-million dollar um, <laughs> app. app that will also kick your butt. <laughs> Actually, hey, I do have an app invention, but I don't know if I want to say it on here. I mean, because this might get out to Stanford. Yeah. I mean, I know some people. I know. She, I know she, some computer scientists. We do connections. But we do have connections. We do. Have I'll, connections. I'll drop it after. Jared, do you have any uh, uh, pre-interview interview questions? I've got some. What's your take on tattoos? I like tattoos. Are they sick? Yeah, I think they're really cool. Um, so, did you get the? Uh, we see the Olympic. I was going to ask you about the Olympic tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get that? When did you, when did you get that? I got that after like after the Olympic Games. So I made the Olympics, went to the Olympics, and then I got it um, like a couple weeks after. So you knew? Were you? Did you ever think about when you were in college? Like, hey, okay, if I go to the Olympics, I'm getting the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've been thinking about that since I was like ten. Okay, so that's really cool. Yeah, that's no, it was like awesome. the coolest thing ever. It's like it's cool to see it. Just like a nice little reminder. We should okay. We should set a goal for this podcast that if we hit like what's the Olympics of this podcast? I don't know. I think in your eyes, Kanye or Travis Scott. Okay, if we get Travis Scott on the podcast, we have to get tattoos. I will get the tattoo of our group picture tatted on me. <laughs> Deal. Okay. hundred percent. hundred percent. Jerry, what, what is your, like, if you were to get a tattoo right now, you've, t- you've told me this, what, what is it? Um, we were actually talking about this last night. And so, um, my, my tattoo has changed and this is going to be the first time I've ever gotten sentimental on this podcast because I was talking to my mom last night. So my mom had breast cancer when she like 20 years ago, she's like 20 or 21 years breast cancer free. And she's got like a gnarly scar tattoo mm-hmm. on her um, side. And so I want to get the breast cancer in- insignia, like ribbon right where she has her scar. Isn't that cool? Oh, that's actually? really cool. That's it, actually awesome. And so it's a good story that, okay. Tucker was going Dude, serious. Tucker, that was serious. That one. was serious. And then, and then the one that's just like, so above the clouds, um, the, I want to get a portrait of Kanye um, Kid Cudi and maybe Jesus. Okay, that's that's a that's a bit much, I know. But I, so I think I might put Jesus on this thigh. But I know on this th- on this thigh, I want Kanye and Kid Cudi. It's actually my background. This, I pretty much want that. Oh, that's a great on, photo. Isn't it? I pretty much want that. Look on at my you. Thigh. You're like Pete Davidson over there. Yeah, and. Thank you. That was probably the best sure, compliment I've ever Have you seen this movie yet? Which no. one? Like, King of Staten okay, Island. Yeah, I've seen it. it. Well, like, they, it's based loosely on his life. So instead of, like, yes. comedy, they use 
his career to be a tattoo artist. So that also kind of reminds me of you. We need to watch that. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's really good. We need to watch that. That's, but uh, that's probably the biggest compliment I've ever gotten. Wow. Well, I know he loves Kid Cudi. And he Helps also got get to date some shit. Ariana, Ariana Grande. Grande. Which is also the cool. They were engaged, actually. They were like a hot minute. Yeah, and I don't know. I was googling that the other day. I don't even know what happened, but you know, Mac Miller died, and she kind of just had an epiphany. Actually, speak of tattoos and Mac Miller, we had a roommate move into the house like a month ago where I live, and it was at uh, my pool party for my birthday, Mm -hmm. and. Pool party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you, 11? Was that the one where all the strippers showed up? Or was that the... <laughs> so he, he came out. He lived with us. And so I was like, hey, like, it's my birthday. Uh, Want to come? And he's like, yeah, sure, for we sure. We were floaties? <laughs> Cheered, you were there. <laughs> and he, he got in the pool, you know. It's a pool party. And he took his shirt off because uh, we're adults. We're not five-year-olds. We don't keep our clothes on when we get in the pool. And he had BDE on his, like, collarbone. And so naturally, I don't know, for guys, it's like uh, big dick energy. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, that's what someone what said. That's, that's what someone said. And he was like, no, it's actually uh, best, best day, day ever. ever for Mac Miller. Oh, and I was like, oh, oh was I not expecting that. I, well, that's what so. everybody else thought. But it was kind of like we, we were taken by surprise when he said best day mm-hmm. ever. And we're like, oh, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. And so I guess he has like very a very cool. strong uh, relationship with Mac Miller. I don't know. All right, Cassidy, your childhood. All right. We're, this is my first question because I, you know, researched you. You grew up in the woodlands, but you weren't born. You yeah, no, I was born in South Florida, so I lived there until I was about ten years old. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. Yeah. How were you? Uh, when, why did you move? Um, well, we actually moved specifically for diving. So I have uh, five siblings. I have four sisters, yes, one brother. That, yeah. And um, at the time, like my older sister. She was like six or seven years older than me. She was getting ready, like in her last few years of high school, getting ready to go to college. And she yeah. wanted to um, go with a really good coach. And one of the best programs was in the Woodlands, Texas. Really? They had, yeah. So this used to be, well, the Woodlands used to be the national training center. So they had a bunch of like Olympic caliber coaches and Olympians on the team. So she was like, mom, I really want to move to Texas so I can train and I want to get a college scholarship. Yeah. And, and I feel like Adam, who was the coach here, um, is the only person that can help me do that. And so... Originally, we were only going to move here um, for two years until she graduated high school, and then we were going to move back. Yeah. Um, but we ended up really liking it here, and I started to really, you know, get, get good in diving, and, and right. they wanted to keep me on that same kind of trajectory. So that's that's why we're here. But my dad's business wow. is in Florida, so, so it was kind of a big move. So yeah. yeah, he goes five days every ten days um, oh. for the past. Yeah, so we moved here in 2005. Um, so what for the king. past, I don't know, what is Holy that, 15 years? Air Jesus. points. Yeah, no, he has so many points. So many points. So many points. He's flying freaking in the cockpit for free, (laughs) you know, with mimosas with the the pilot and the co-pilot, dude. Jeez. It's got to be a grind. What? All right. One, right off the bat, I didn't even know the Woodlands was like a hub for diving. Dude, the Woodlands is the hub. I know the Woodlands is is awesome, but like that's such a random fact in our world. Like we would have never known that. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, not so much anymore because they ended up tearing down our pool and oh. for, to make apartments. Classic. Oh, um, nice. And so the program isn't as, uh, like, the facility isn't as nice anymore, but they yeah. still have the same coaches. So, like, a lot um, of people, like, I moved back here right. um, halfway through college uh, for the 2016 Olympics because I wanted to train with my coaches here. Mm-hmm. And so I took a gap year. Um, but I think, like, you know, having those those really strong coaches, like, what attracts a lot of people to yeah. the Woodlands. So... Um, I've got two questions. So you got into diving because of your older siblings? Is that? Yeah. So okay. I was kind of like raised on the pool deck. Okay. Um, 
my mom, I, I'm number five of six. So okay. my all my sense. older sisters dove at the time, not my brother. I don't think, I don't even want to picture him in a Speedo. <laughs> but no, so like all my older <laughs> sisters dove. So I was raised on the pool deck, you know, in diapers. And as soon as I was able to swim, I just started going off the board. So I think I started when I was three, which wow. is really, I mean, I don't remember that of course, but like, it's a really young I did age. Read I've that seen some videos, gonna... I've seen some videos and I was like, okay, my mom wasn't lying about me being three. Like at first I thought I she was that. being it like, literally said kind of braggadocious. So yeah, like Cassidy's been diving since she's three. Like. My mom's kind of like that. But then I saw some home videos and yeah. I was like, wow, she wasn't lying. I'm literally jumping off the deck. So were you like the coolest person? You know how the coolest thing at every middle school pool party that as if me and Tucker were just at is like the one kid that like will do the backflip first. You know, that guy's like dates all the girls, you know, <laughs> like so sick. So like, were you like, could you like send a gainer off? Like, I don't know, just anything. Everybody was like. That is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I used to do like backflips on the concrete at recess in like fourth and fifth grade. And so like I was I was a show off, I loved it. I was like, oh, I can do this. And I used to like arm wrestle the boys at lunch and, oh, and beat them. Oh, I would them. have been so scared and, of you. A hundred percent so like, scared of you. Boys had puberty a little later. Like they're all like skinny yeah. and, and and weak. And like I was, I was like, I looked like Tarzan. I was like 10 or 11 and I was like shredded. Like I looked like Tarzan. So I was like, and I was a really Monkey big tomboy. So I was like, I, I, I was always competing with the dudes. like. I actually think my last arm wrestling competition was in seventh grade against this kid named Preston, and I beat him. Oh, oh Preston. Retired a champion? Oh, yeah. Is there any way Preston listens, listens to this podcast? <laughs> no. I mean, I think he's probably uh, would be me now, but, you know, seventh grade, I had him. Yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned uh, your siblings. You're five of six. Is everyone's name start with a K? Yep. Significance. There's got to be something behind it. Um, I th well, because definitely I, it's not it's like Kardashian, Kardashian inspired. Oh, okay. we, all of us are, so the youngest of my family are older than the youngest of theirs, so we didn't copy them. But we okay. do have a Kendall and a Kylie. Okay. Oh. As well. And do you have a K? Do you have a Travis? Do you have a. That doesn't start with a K. We have a. Okay, so. <laughs> do you have a. Rob? We have a Kevin, Kara, Kelsey, Kylie, Cassidy, Kendall. And so I think they had my. Parents had the first three, and it just so happened that they all started with K's, and so they kind of just carried on the. Okay. Oh, they just kept. So the reason I asked is because do you know who Roger Clemens is? Yeah, baseball. So his four kids, they all they're start all with K's. K, and mm -hmm. baseball significance is like K means strikeout. The oh. Guy with pitcher, so they're That's all beast. Cody, uh, Casey, the Kobe. They're you all. You would be K's. so good at categories if we were doing names that start with K. You could just beat everyone. Oh, that, yeah. You would be great. just name my family, and like, yeah. everyone's toast. <laughs> Uh, so your mom, mom went to West Point. Mm -hmm. So she served, I'm guessing, right? Well, yeah. So she was in the first class of women to go to West Point. So like first ever women. I mean, history but, books. Yeah. Talk about arm wrestling. <laughs> she beat yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, it's still hard for me to believe because if you met my mom now, like she wears like freaking yeah. like sparkly leggings and like <laughs> sparkly Ugg boots and like. The opposite yeah, of a West no, Point opposite uniform. opposite of a West Point person. So I'm like. <laughs> You're lying, mom. But no, she did. She went there for two years, um, but then like something bad happened, and so she left after those other two. Her dad died like halfway through when she yeah. was 18, and so yeah. and then some other shit happened. Where's so, she from? She so she was a Marine Corps brat. Marine Corps brat. So they yeah. moved around a lot. So she lived in like Camp Lejeune. She lived in Denmark. Um, I think her dad was actually like some sort of spy. Uh, oh, that's so yeah. Cool. Like they Dude, found some files like a couple years ago, and she was like, wow. So when they were living in Denmark, he was a spy. But they didn't, she didn't know that obviously, it was like confidential, but like when they right. went through those old papers, she's like, oh my gosh, that makes a lot of sense. Because, wow. yeah. I want to see like, those are the stories. So I have a buddy that he used to, yeah. he was trained by this man. He was a baseball trainer. He was trained by this man. <laughs> this man. 
But the reason I'm saying man. he was a Navy SEAL, and so he uh, had like there are stories that like he can never tell. Oh, but yeah. like I mean, it got he was comfortable enough to be like, you know, Tom, did you uh, have you killed anyone? Yeah. And, but it was it wasn't like a yes, but it wasn't a no, and so it was just like wow, this guy yeah. has seen things. No, I'll have to tell you something when we're off off, off uh, the records. Off the, off the record because 100%. I have some cool stories. That, it's kind of like a. What's the movie Liam Neeson uh, taken? Mm-hmm. Like that's the vibe I got from this man. I was like, oh, this man like hunted people down. Oh yeah. Silently. He has a very particular set of skills. Yes. Like imagine, you. imagine the waiter at Chili's that's an undercover like secret agent. Nobody would ever expect <laughs> it. It always, it's always brought back to Chili's. <laughs> Chili's Jared, is headquarters. Yeah, I don't know what. Jared, I didn't realize you liked Chili's that much. Yes. So. Chili's. Yeah, you mentioned you don't remember diving at a young age, but at what point did it start becoming like a, you know, a a habit or like Mm -hmm. a thing you're like, I'm going to stick with this? Yeah. So I think, you know, when I was six years old, that's like the first time I remember really like having like Olympic aspirations. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that's so cool. 2000 Olympics, we had somebody on my team in Florida who was going to the Olympics. His mm-hmm. name was David Pickler. Okay. And like, I was five at the time. So I was like, I really want to go to the Olympics. Like I, I called it the Bolympics at the time. Cause yeah. I thought it started with the B <laughs> for some reason. Um, and so that's like when I remember that's that I really wanted to go. Cause I, I was super competitive. Like even just growing up in the house, like I felt like I had to be competitive just to like, yeah. you know, get seconds at dinner, having so many siblings and like, <laughs> you know, my, my parents were super competitive. So I was like, raised in that environment and so everything was a competition and, and when I found out that the Olympics was like the biggest competition of them all right. like I wanted to go to that and I wanted to win it Holy and so like the they started very young yeah um, but I actually didn't really like love diving when I was younger like I loved it and then I went through the space where I wanted to play soccer instead of it and I actually hated it but I did it because I was good at it yeah um and I'm glad I, my parents eventually made me choose diving yeah. um, because it took me places. But definitely it, the love wasn't always there as it is for like a lot of sports and a lot of athletes. Right. I feel like we all go through that little, like, mm-hmm. I wish I was a cricket Second player. Guess, a, a cricket player. Uh, yeah. I wish I, dude, I always think about being an Olympic ping pong player. That would be the coolest Actually, thing. Actually. Dude, have you ever seen like a, a match? Did you have to? It's, yeah, it's, did it's you insane. go to one? You can't even see the ball. Did you go to one? No, I didn't go to one. I was going to ask you. That was literally my question. Have you ever played an Olympic ping pong player? Like just like rallied with No, but like in the, so in the Olympic village, they yeah. have like a game room and there was ping pong. And stuff. Yeah, I was we were playing, really thinking we about We played ping pong a lot. They had like, you know, PS2s, ping pong, like video games. The ping pong players walk in and they're like through the, like the Yeah, I'm like, the they probably, there's like a smoke. There's like and like a little like guy that this tall walks in. Everybody's like, all the basketball players are like, my bad. My bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jared. So Jared and I went to school me, at Baylor uh, with each other for like a split second. Mm-hmm. And there's always a ping pong table in a baseball locker room. Always. And, it's always ping pong. And Jared, Whenever you did, lose, Jared it's didn't know everybody uh, right away. And Well, obviously. Yeah, I guess you're new, so you didn't know anybody. And he picked up the paddle. And of course, it's only right for Jared Birch to pick up a ping pong paddle the Chinese way. Like backwards. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And everybody, course, everybody's like playing regular, and then oh, Jared no. like gets in on the first game. He's like this tall, lanky, goofy kid with like that hair that you saw, and he grabs a paddle, and it's literally upside down. And we're like, "Are you kidding? Like, who is this person?" But then he just started waxing everybody. So you're a ping pong player. I am a ping pong player. I remember Alex Phillips, one of our, one of our what? He was a he fifth year senior. Yeah, yeah, he, he was a vet. Him. He was like, "I'm not playing that kid." 
Alex, if I was ever ping, playing ping pong, Phil would never play me. He would just, he'd be like, nope, not playing you. That's so funny. Just because he would be, like, he would just be scared. I, I Did you just, like, would... practice up against the wall when you so, were a kid? Like, or I literally, like, it? when we were, like, same thing, kind of like how you're, like, kind of a test tube baby that was, like, like your life was, like, this person from their three will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I picked up a ping pong paddle when I was, what, like, seven and just held it upside down. And I went to a bar in New York called Spin. At and, six. And, it like, I know what you're talking okay, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, that bar when we, I was like, I was like 11, 10 or 11. I played with an Olympian ping pong player. No, 100. percent I played with an Olympian ping pong player. She moved my paddle upside down because that's how she played. We rallied for like an hour, and I never forgot it. And you got that's a free, awesome. free lesson. And free lesson for like 45 minutes. Hit it back and forth. She taught me about the spin. She taught me about everything. She just wanted to and do it. Stuck. And it stuck. It's crazy. <laughs> that story is true. That story is completely well, maybe, true. Maybe when you're done with college and you're done with baseball, ping pong is your next calling. I imagine, imagine being an well, Olympic ping pong. You would be like the tallest one, too. Yeah, for sure. an Olympic ping pong player. So cool. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so I did read Child Modeling. Yes. Yeah. So were you more passionate about that or diving when you were younger? Um, diving, yeah, modeling. no. I think so. We lived in Miami, like by Miami and like. Child modeling was like a really big thing yeah. there. So, and my parents were thinking like, oh God, we have to put six children through college. Like what's a way that we can make money um, for these kids. So we would, they signed us up for child modeling and That's we did a bunch amazing. of stuff. Yeah, I was in like a Sunny D commercial, no. SeaWorld. Yeah, I did like Oshkosh Whoa. and- uh, I guarantee you one of us has seen some Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> yeah, I, the thing is, is like it was before like technology and the internet was that big. So I'm like, I wish I could see these on yeah. YouTube because they're probably really funny. Have you, you haven't seen them? Do you no, have, like, I haven't seen them in years. Do you have them so like we have, a, we have like VCRs yeah. at home where you tape over them, and we have a couple. Yeah. Like my sister, there was like this old um, department store called Burdine, so they have that one. Yeah. And then my sister did a SeaWorld commercial, and they they have that, but they don't have my Sunny D commercial. I'm a little, oh, I'm a little upset about that. What in the world, Sunny D's? Yeah. Awesome. That was like the childhood drink where you're like, I want one of those, but mom won't buy me one. Yeah. Too much. Yeah, because they're like actually zero <laughs> percent juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was all. It was like fifty thousand grams of sugar. Um, but yeah, so that was like a college fun thing. So all of us did. It actually. paid off. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I've got a question. So. Oh, do you? Um, do you feel in your element uh, if you sleep on a waterbed? I haven't slept on a waterbed in a long time, but you know, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> Maybe like the night before competition, yeah. just to like set the like, mood. Yeah. Have you ever slept on one of those? Um, I'm pretty sure I slept on one when I was like 11. Okay. Yeah, I, at my friend's house and I thought it was so, I yeah, think it would be so cool. the coolest cool. thing ever. Yes. Yeah. Literally, my buddy had one growing up and every time I spent the night, uh, it was like they didn't have an extra bed. So it'd be like me and like my buddy, we're like 10, yeah. so like small enough to share the same bed. Not weird yet. Yeah. And yeah. it was on a yeah. waterbed and whoever was heavier <laughs> whoever was heavier had the had the highest seat in the house oh. and so one person would be down here one person would be up here and then if you moved it was like a, yeah like, i mean they're they're cool in theory but they actually really suck yeah they're not heated. Cool. you could heat it you could turn like a temperature dial it's like and a like, hot tub yeah, literally and like latex whatever it's covered with. latex hot tub yes all right i'm moving on like the high school era mm -hmm. we're at the woodlands mm -hmm. the woodlands high school was like a second Legendary. biggest high school in texas yeah uh so a lot of a lot of these like so for example shannon like in high school like when she was cheering like you don't really do stuff with school it's more out of school competition mm -hmm. like club you're saying yeah uh did you 
compete with the Woodlands or did you do club or did you do both? I did both. Yeah. So for high school diving, it's combined with swimming much like mm-hmm. it is in college. Um, but they only have the one meter event because there's not very many divers yeah. in the world or yeah. like in the nation. And if you throw them up on the tall ones, like there's some people that come and, and try out for diving or that are on the team that like should definitely not be <laughs> on the team. So they, you could seriously hurt yourself. So they yeah. get stuck to the low one, which is actually not an Olympic event. Okay. Um, but I did die for the high school because right. my family, we had a bunch of people go through that had like state championships and stuff. So my mom was like, I want you to be part of that community. Yeah. Also, I could get out of school for my actual training. Right. Um, but yeah, so I did die for the Woodlands High School. So it was one meter only, you said? Yeah. Was mm-hmm. it so, just a breeze in high school? Uh, so a lot of other divers from Texas also did high school diving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were pretty good, but I right. mean, it was, yeah, That's it was pretty fine. easy. <laughs> to somebody that doesn't know anything about the metric system, how hard or what is the difference between like the Olympic size diving board to like the one meter? So the one meter is the lowest one. One meter is like three feet or something. Okay. So literally like your poolside diving board. Yeah. yeah, it's like three and a half feet. Um, and then so in the Olympics, they have three meter springboard. So like three okay. times as tall as that. And then yeah. they have the 10 meter, um, which is like. So it's 33 pretty, and one third feet. Yeah, that's way and up it's a springboard holy too? No, 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 that's the platform. That's, so that's, okay, that's the I was going to say, holy cow, no. how high so are you going? So the springboard stops at three meter, and that's the one that I do. Cool. Um, I used to do both, but I've had like oh, a lot of surgeries, the, yeah. so I've had to stick to the lower one. I have questions later about Yeah, but I've got a bunch of, of uh, questions about like fatal, not fatal, sorry, <laughs> but but just injury. Yeah, injuries, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of injury. Almost career ending, yeah. I got you. So this is where I'm going to Dive in. Caught myself, but I'm doing better. Uh, I'm gonna go into more like the diving, like mechanics, the questions of, All right. of the what thoracic we're thinking, extension, the thoracic extension, and like the double bypass, the double bypass, triple flipping, um, cannonball. So, like earlier, uh, how's your cannonball? Is it is it good? I don't know. I, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> it's been overlooked. You can't try it so long. Uh, so we've asked Shannon this when she was on, and then the gymnast that we had. But you'll all have, you know. I guess flips mm-hmm. and rotations in common learn like how do you move your body like I, I know it's probably just instinct to you mm-hmm. but for like if I got on a diving board right now I wouldn't know how to turn my body in such ways yeah I think you, for if things you can like take that, it back to like square yeah. one I think well one of the main things is probably learning it at a young age where you are not afraid of anything like yeah. you're not thinking about what could go wrong as yeah. much when you're a kid like whereas when you learn things as an adult you think about all the different ways that you can get injured or like yeah. ways that it could go wrong whereas like I think my little sis- my older sister told me like one day I just was like I think I'm gonna do a back handspring and I just threw a back handspring and I had never done Zero one before fear. but yeah just I was like no seven fear. years old yeah. so I just did it and I think just having that kind of mindset and then having coaches to help you know fine-tune those things and, yeah. and bring it in and, and develop your um so do your you skill. do do you do anything like outside the pole when it comes to flipping yeah almost like cheer or like like into learning. like a ball pit or something or yeah like, into like a pin stuff so like we that? do like we have a dry land room so it's okay. a lot of like gymnastics type mats and okay. um like trampolines and then we have diving boards that go onto mats and, and into foam pits and so that's a uh a way to flip. learn how to flip also like we have these harnesses where you like, strap somebody in and your coach pulls you so you can actually do things oh. to your head oh. on land because they're pulling you um that's so that's cool. a that's that's a way to learn how to do it as well. That is wicked. Yeah. Yeah. What? So it takes a like a lot of gymnasts or cheerleaders 
typically transition into diving once they get burned out or injured. Yeah. Um, so that's like a pretty popular transition and um, having that background is really helpful in diving. The hardest part though is, is learning how to go on your head because like that's like the number one thing not to do in gymnastics right. and cheerleading. And so like that's usually the toughest part for people to learn. So yeah, so my follow-up question is, is I guess landing. So getting to the water, like body control of knowing like, okay, mm-hmm. I've done my, my foot, yeah, my rotation, so and like insane. I know I've done it, and then now I just have to like mm-hmm. stick it or land it. Yeah. You know, how how do you know like where you are like in the air, you know? Yeah. Like if I, I've seen videos of people doing backflips off cliffs or something, it's like, how do you know like how far you are and like when to mm-hmm. rotate like feet to water like when you're landing? Yeah. Well, we use a technique called spotting. So when you're flipping or twisting, like you focus on something and once you see it come around like once or twice, you know, like, okay, I've done two flips and then this is where I'll kick. So we call that spotting. Right. Um, in, in diving, it's a little bit trickier because you're doing that flip and then you kind of have to guess, okay, like where do I kick out so that I'm going directly on my head with the amount of time that's about to fall. So I think for me, I don't think about it as much because if I think yeah. about it too much, then I'll probably fuck up or mm-hmm. mess up. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll take care of that. But, uh, <laughs> we got you. Yeah, so that's the hardest part sometimes, especially when you're doing a dive where you're like, it's a blind come out. So going backwards, yeah. like you're coming oh. out and you don't see the water. Whereas like if you're doing a forward flipping one, you see the water when you come out. So yeah. that's a little trickier, but I think, you know, repetition really just beating down into it. Yeah. I can really... the. The best way or the best sport that I can compare diving to in terms of like nailing something or like getting something really right is golf where it's like it's anybody could be the best one on any day because yeah like little things here and there can really mess you up and like it's such a precision precision sport that like things are going to go wrong and so golfing and diving have like a lot of similarities. That's and, really and also cool. that like if you get angry or if you're too hyped up like that, that's when you're gonna really, mess up like you have to learn how to control it which is something that was a little trickier for me because yeah. i have like a pretty amped up personality mm-hmm. um and a lot of divers are a little bit more mellow um so that's something that i've had to learn because i'm like such an adrenaline person yeah um like learning how to control that wow because but yeah it's a, it's a lot like golf like mentally the mental oh, aspect I it's never like very like go- oh god like golf because you can't like get jacked up and like just like okay like let's go yeah. like, exactly basketball like oh i'm gonna go dunk on somebody like i hate this person you know right. like let's do it but like golf and i uh, yeah. like how you describe it because it's like so yeah what, with what diving you... like if you spin too fast like you go flying over like if you have too much adrenaline and like you can't control like it's all about body control and so, so if you're whoa. too amped up or you're too nervous like it's hard to control that. So what do you listen to like pre, pre meet, pre competition music? He's like, good. are you listening to something that's hype? Yeah. Or are you listening to something that's more mellow to calm you? Mm, I I've listen heard, to I've hype. Heard both sides. Yeah. So I like, I like to listen to like Travis Scott, Kanye. Mm-hmm. I like Migos, that kind of music. Yeah. I also really like the Hamilton soundtrack. It's super nerdy, but. That's cool though. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. And then like the few moments before my dive, that's when I kind of like go in the shower. I like try to calm myself down, take mm-hmm. some deep breaths, visualize, stretch. Um, but like, there's a lot of time in between a dive, especially in like a preliminary round when there's mm-hmm. 60 people and one person goes at a time. And so like those events can be like three hours. So you need to be, you know, yeah. distracting yourself. Cause if you're thinking about that competition the entire time, then you're probably going to like wear yourself out. Cause like the amount of actual activity I do in a competition probably adds up to each dive is less than like two seconds in the air right but you have to wait for everybody else to go so like you're in that kind of weird competition adrenaline mode for like three hours and you're not able to like use it all the time I mean I think this is the most 
when it comes to sport and preparation, like I feel like preparation is like the most important thing here mm-hmm. because 100%. you're preparing more 100%. than you're actually oh, yeah. doing your, exactly. your actual competition. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the only sports where it's like all eyes on you. Yes. Like there's nothing else going yes. on. Like gymnastics, they have multiple events going on yeah. at once. So like not everybody in the arena is watching the exactly. floor. Like there's diving. It's like one person on the board, basically half naked, like, and <laughs> literally being judged like it's very uh, you have to learn how to deal with that pressure or just like naturally gravitate it's like everything that's wrong with america all in one little sporting event yeah and so again it's not like a team sport where there's multiple things going on at once like that's why you have to really learn how to deal with that pressure right okay so speaking of competition how do you wait is there any trash talk that's going on oh dude i had that question is there any like your speedos hold on so so literally my (laughs) question i go i ask what were college swimming and diving competitions like in college or anything else, any other competition? And did everyone, anyone ever talk trash? For instance, like, hey, Cassidy, leave that weak 305B crap at the door. Because I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it, but well, Let yeah. me tell you something. My 305B ain't weak. I, I know it's not. <laughs> it's a 305B. <laughs> it's a reverse two and a half somersault pike. We'll, so we'll like, talk about, yeah, we'll yeah. get into that. But is there any trash talk? Um, I think it'd probably be more... I hope there is. I hope there is. I think it'd probably be more behind people's backs. Oh. Or, well, so, you know, you're going to a competition and you're all from different places. Yeah. And so, I'm sure, like, the Russians are talking shit. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what they're saying. Like, I've tried yeah. to talk, especially when I was younger, I would, like, try to talk to, like, the Chinese people and the Russians. And I'm like, the Russians were always the ones that scared me, like, the really cold looks. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. oh, they're for sure. And they would say stuff in chat and I'm like, oh, they're for sure talking shit. Like, oh. and of course, if you're an American, you already have a target on your back. Yeah, 100%. And, um, but yeah, I don't think like direct, direct com- conversation. There's like shit talking. You try right. to keep it, like within each other's try to teams. keep it like amicable and, and be a good sport. But like behind, I think like when I'm just talking with my coach or just talking with my synchro partner, yeah. like we're like, okay, like the Canadians don't have a chance or like we got to be like, they're the people to be. So <laughs> the Canadians don't have so, a chance. So, okay. So now I'm thinking of, and baseball, definitely football, but like when you pull up or at least for summer ball and baseball, when you pull up to a field and like you see the other team or like you pull up in a parking lot and like the car next to you pulls up and it's like a kid on the other team and like you're both showing up to the baseball field and you're like, oh, like. I got this. This freaking guy. Like, yeah. oh, look, yeah. look, at it. look how he's wearing his pants or something. You're like, oh, this guy's awful. I feel like there's no trash talk directly towards them, but like yeah. to each other, you're like, oh, I hate these kids. Yeah. And like you could always be like, oh, wow, that girl wears her suit so far up her butt or like. <laughs> That dude wears a speedo so low you can see his crack. But you don't ever actually say that to their face. They, that I feel like that is a thing. I feel like there's a bunch of low dude crack. Yeah, they, they, I don't low know why that's crack. a thing, but it is. Maybe aerodynamics or... I don't know. Okay, so... Wrong person to ask. Uh, have you... And I know the answer is yes, but like gnarly wipeouts in practice. Oh, yeah. Uh... And I guess landing on, like, I guess when you get that high, like, landing on water can totally, like, not be fun. Oh, yeah. It's like it's concrete. Yeah, so the water is as hard as concrete until you break the surface tension. So, right. like... That's why, is that why they have... The, the bubbles. The so, yeah. So, the sprayers, well, that's also to help you spot. So, like, if you're diving outdoors or you're diving somewhere where the colors are simul- similar, yeah. it might be hard to, like, distinguish oh. between the water. And so, like... The sprayer also helps you know how close you are to the water. These That's are all things wild. that I don't actually think about. Like nobody has time to think yeah, about that when right. they have one but second. But for us, it's like that's not oh, at yeah. all what we ever thought. And Whoa. so, and then I don't know if you've ever seen, but when people learn new dives, they have this big like bubble machine maker, and that's because it breaks the surface tension. So if you like land wrong, the water's yeah. softer, yeah. and so it doesn't hurt as bad. But like, 
I've had some bad wipeouts. Um, not so much in my later career. Like yeah. if, I, if I mess up now, it's because like you know I fell off the board or something. But right. when you're learning a new trick for the first time, you like you've never done three and a half flips before. Like you have no idea what to expect. So like, things can go pretty wrong. Yeah. What about? Uh so my girlfriend swam in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I called her, I was like, hey, what are like swimming and diving questions that you might remember? And she said, ask if she's ever hit her head on the diving board. Yeah, I have. I hit my Sounds face when I was awesome. younger. Oh. I've hit my heels and my face and my hand, but like I hit my face pretty bad when I was like seven, um, doing an inward. So like an inward is like a front flip, but you're moving backwards. So you're flipping towards the board, but moving backwards at the same time. And I bashed my face. Actually like bit through my lip. Like, oh. I was gonna say yeah. blood. Yeah, yeah. Definitely blood. Mm-hmm. So, like, mentally, after you just absolutely wipe out, do you do you take, like, a break? Or, like, do you, like, go over to your coaches and you're like, okay, like, what happened? Or, like, are they like, hey, like, get back up on the board and try it again? Yeah. Well, like, I think it depends on the person. Some people, like, get really worked up after a smack mm-hmm. because it hurt or they're embarrassed and they'll, like, cry. But what I try to do is just kind of, like, laugh at myself. If you go and look up some like gnarly wipeouts of diving on, yeah. on YouTube, like they're pretty funny. So I just like, oh, yeah. if you rewatch it, you're like, okay, that was actually really funny. So I just like kind of learned how to laugh at myself and that, that helps you bounce back quicker, I think, because you're not so in your head. Like right. you can't think about, There's... I'll be like, I've done this dive a million times and like it's gone bad twice and I've done it and it's gone fine the other like yeah. 500,000 times. So, and Rio 2016, like the men's three meter was like one of the most interesting competitions. Like the 2012 Olympic champion failed to dive. He like, it was out, it was an outdoor Olympic. So like okay. most of the time the pool will be indoors, yeah, but they had it outdoors like, uh, and it was raining and it was windy. And so like the world championship from China didn't even make the final. Like he was, he was like slated to win like by a long shot, Right. fell off the board, failed to dive. The Russian guy who won the Olympics yeah. previous, like the last four years, he failed to dive too, so it was like a crazy. When y'all were seeing this, where you're like, what? we were like, what the hell what is am going I on? About to and do? at the same time, the pool was green. So I don't know if you have watched oh. the Olympics, but like the pool in Rio was green. I love hearing like, like where the Olympics are, and then the conditions of like certain things. Like everything's still bush, even at the <laughs> highest. You know what I mean? Like so, the term bush is like very like, based. Yeah, like it's my like the minor leagues compared to like major yeah, leagues yeah. is like very bad. So like bush league is like just the very bad conditions yeah. compared to it's like just the best sports it's yeah bush bush all. league yeah it's all so now i'm gonna the 305b all right is it, is it is it is there 305a that'd be really hard so <laughs> a means uh str- completely straight okay so a means you're completely straight b, b is, is pike so like your legs are straight but you're folded into like okay. a position c is tuck so like the one where you're like in a little ball okay and then okay. like d is free or twisting that's what so this is your favorite or yeah, your so best what how would you phrase it's it? my best it's like a, okay. okay so it's a dive that not a lot of people can hit in a competition because it's one of those blind ones i was telling you about right. and it also is a hurdle so a hurdle is like when you have to like kind of do an approach towards the end mm-hmm. of the board where that's you have higher risk of falling off or messing yes. up whereas like if you're at the end and you just have to and kind of jump like, off yeah, yeah you um you and balance, so I, I know that i can hit that dive under pressure and a lot of people can't. So like, I think yes. that's what sets me apart. It's not necessarily my favorite anymore because it is super scary. Yeah. Um, and a lot of things can go wrong, but like, that's one of those dives where I like, I can hit it really, really well. And yeah. a lot of girls can't. And so if I hit that and they don't like, that kind of gives me a little bit more it's of an like edge. Your, your, your special weapon. Yeah, exactly. Like, right, but like, like it's not this. my, like, it's not like my bread and butter where I could yeah. do it with my eyes closed. Like that would be my full out. Right, right, yeah. right. Which got you got have got no got clue it. what that is. Nobody does. Do you have, 
and this is with all sports superstitions. And yeah. we talked about preparation, mm-hmm. like for, you know, meets can be like, you know, extensive and it's one person at a time. What are superstitions or things that you do competition day that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do them? Yeah. So like the night before, I usually like to take an ice bath just to make sure. I mean, even if it doesn't really help my legs, I, yeah. like, help me feel rested or, you know, placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I like to always have like my nails painted, just, you know, That's cool. I like like up on a board. That's cool. I, I usually go with red for a competition okay. just cause it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's like fierce, <laughs> such a lame term, but yeah. Um, and then I usually, well, I try not to have too many superstitions now because like, for example, at the Olympics, anything can happen. Like, you could, there could be a delay. And, like, if you... I don't want to be so caught up in, like, a tradition or a superstition that, like, yeah. if I don't do it, then I'm like, yeah. F word. I can't yeah. do this. And now I'm not going to be able to complete. And so I try to, like, keep it minimal. Like, things that I can control or do anywhere. Yeah. Um, but, like, I used to have my mom French braid my hair because it would be flying everywhere. But, like, at the Olympics, it's not like I can go up into the stands and be like, Mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, yeah quick, so, real quick, Yeah, I try to keep those superstitions to a minimal, but definitely listening to music uh, and, like, rehearsing my dives, like, on the ground before oh, yeah. I go up. So, like, visualizing. I, and I, like, do things in threes, I guess. Like, really? Yeah. Wait, explain that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'll do, like, three, like, models of the dive, and then, like, if I am have my leg up, stretching it or something i'll like do three pulses i don't know it's just like it's just a little number that i do things yeah i don't know i always go the uh, triple dipper (laughs) chilies i'll always uh shout out to chilies (laughs) yeah unofficial sponsor i've always and this started with baseball but i always go left sock first then right sock left shoe right shoe yeah and it's just something like i've continued to do since playing like i don't yeah. It was a superstition, and now it's just like an everyday routine. Yeah. I guess I have, like, some of that when I'm on the board. Like, I always like to look at my coach while I'm on the board because, like, especially at the Olympics, like, yeah. not to say every competition I go to, there's usually, like, ten people in the stands, and they're everybody's right. parents. But, like, when you're at something like the Olympics or, like, the World Cup, um, you know, having that constant where you're not focusing in on the crowd. Very so, like, calming. I see my coach every day at practice. So, if, like, I look at him while they're, like, announcing my dive, mm-hmm. that, like, makes me feel, like, calm down. Cool. I usually, I like, like give a little smile to the judges. Like, hey. Yeah, I'm cute. Um, and then like I like always wipe my eyebrows and make sure like I don't yeah. like I like don't like to be too dry in my body. Okay. Um, when I'm diving because well one of the things like if I'm doing a hurdle and my legs are dry like it's, my inner thighs will shave <laughs> when I will try to walk and then um, but I have to have like no water on my face because like if it drips in my eyes so like I usually get right out of the shower wipe my face down and like we have these little yeah. towel things called Sammies and so I always have that I'll throw it down when they blow the whistle like. Mm-hmm. Catch my breath, do my eyebrows. I don't want them to look bad so on national television. And then and then I'll get ready to go. This but yeah, so like cool. that's like a, a little like I guess I don't know if uh, that's a superstition or more of like a habit. No. Okay. The There's sh- like a middle ground. The showers, the shower thing. They'll get out of the water and go into a shower. Am I wrong? Yeah. Everybody, it's very easy to be like, okay, why'd you get out of the water and go to the shower? But why why do you go to the shower? Well, for me, it's because. For swimmers, like they're in the water the entire time. Yeah. So they don't really ever get cold. But for us, we like go in, go out. We're only in the water for like a split second. And right. then you're just standing there wet. Okay. Like, and usually so like it'll shower. be an air conditioned building if it's indoors. Yeah. So I do it for like to stay warm. Okay. Um, warm up my muscles. And, and awesome. like I said, I don't like to be too dry when I'm up on the board. But if I, you know, have 30 minutes between each round, right. I, I need to like either jump in the pool or go to the shower. Um, but I always choose the shower because it's warm. So are you stretching? Like, are you like stretching mm-hmm. and doing stuff in between? Because it seems like there's a lot of time like between like every dive. Yeah. So are you stretching? Are you listening? 
listening to like music during that time? Mm-hmm. Are you like talking to people? I usually I try not to talk to anybody. Okay. Um, yeah. Just I don't want to be like thrown off. Um, but I'll, I'll listen to music um, after my dive. I'll go to the shower, like get warm, put on like a parka, mm-hmm. and then I'll chill for a little bit. Just like lay down or sit in a chair, play like Candy Crush, listen to music, <laughs> something to keep my mind off the competition, yeah. and then like. Usually 10 to 11 people before I go, that's all. I'll get up, start warming up, go over to my coach. He'll give me like some last minute cues or corrections to do um, or things to focus on. And then I'll go to the shower and like shake it out, do my like sets of threes of things and, and, and then get ready to go on the board. That's cool. I would like to know like from your coach's point of view, they probably kind of know like what your routine is before and mm-hmm. they probably have things that they know help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just love to hear from like someone else's standpoint, yeah. like point of view, like, all right, like this is what I do with Cassidy because I know it helps her. But mm-hmm. like you have kind of like no clue what he's doing because like you're in your, yeah. your world. Yeah. Side thought, sorry. Uh, Stanford, we're going to Stanford. Okay. There had to have been other choices or other thoughts of where mm-hmm. to go. But isn't Stanford like the place to be? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty pretty good school. Um, yeah, it's but a very good school. I was also, yeah, I knew no if I had gotten in, like if I was accepted, so you have to first get accepted academically, which right. at most other schools, you don't have to if you're an athlete, like you yeah. automatically get in, but like Stanford or any type of Ivy League, you actually have to get in mm-hmm. on your own first. And when I say on your own, like they know you're an athlete, and so they'll probably like look at your application a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I knew if I got into Stanford, that's where I would go, but I was also looking at um, Duke and oh. Princeton and on uh, UT. I was going to say, I know Texas has a very... Yeah, yeah, and I loved Texas. And I know it's close, too. mm -hmm, And, like, the coach had come to my house to, like, talk to me, so he, like, put in a a really big effort, and I knew, like, if I didn't go to Sanford, I probably would have gone to UT. Right. My little sister just went, or just graduated from there um, last year, so... What was your favorite thing about Sanford? Probably just, like, the environment. It was such a beautiful school. Like, great weather, blue skies, like, the buildings looked like you know, like old Spanish yes. type architecture. It was really beautiful. And, but also probably all the people I met, like you meet some really special people there. I mean, I've already name dropped a few, but like there, yeah, there are some really cool, really cool people. And, and even like professors and stuff, like some of them have like written some really great books and, oh. and guest, guest lecturers like Harrison Ford guest lectured at one of my oh, classes. No yeah. Way. So cool. yeah. Oh, I can listen so, to that guy talk all day. Yeah. It, so it's long. pretty crazy. Um, there, so one of my one of my buddies went to Harvard, played baseball at Harvard, mm-hmm. and I went and visited him. One of his guest speakers was DJ Khaled. I don't know why. Oh but, my gosh. Yeah, wild. And what, two, wait, what does he always say? Another one. Another one. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Right, he, has a, he has a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what he said. He took like a selfie video with him, and that's what he said to the camera. He said major. And then key. two, uh, Harvard. I've heard have like different colleges within the college. You know, like Rice has like almost like your own fraternities and they do like yeah so there's competitions yeah. almost like intramurals are you talking about for sports or no oh, yeah, so, so so rice has almost kind of like harry uh harry potter they've got oh, colleges like in the college and then they and then it's, they it's, play yeah sports. so like if you are in i forget what it was called but there was like a a school that was consisted of like freshmen and sophomores and like that's yeah. where you go if you were really freaking smart okay and so oh. like like yeah so there's like a section there but like most of the time it's just divided by um like you live in your freshman dorm and yeah. like you like i lived in rinconada so like i was a rinker or whatever but okay. yeah. there's not those aren't like official stanford band. Yeah. yeah stanford band stanford band total where, where i was going with that was when i was at harvard we were walking through like one of their like smaller colleges within harvard yeah and this guy walked by us like older probably 50s um, looks socially awkward because he probably was but my buddy was like that's 
arguably the smartest mathematician in the world. Really? And he, he was like, yeah, he's created an algorithm, an equation that's like used in the whole world. And I looked him up, he has a Wikipedia page and everything. And he's like, like, that's his profession is like mathematician. And it has like his equation that he made up that's like proven and everything. I I was just like blown away by like this man. That's a flex. But he, but he probably like struggled to have like a conversation with someone. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I thought it was wild. Definitely was socially, cool like the really smart people I noticed just don't have a lot of yeah. social it's skills. Yeah. That it is. Cassie, would you rather dive into a pool full of jello mm-hmm. or a pool full of maple syrup? <laughs> maple syrup. Maple syrup? Yeah. Why is that? Because I feel like if I dove into jello, like my head would just kind of, like I would just get stuck. Yeah. For syrup, you could just, you could kind of, I mean, you'd be a little stickier, but. But syrup is like thick, especially the viscosity. Jello is a, like, it's like, it's not even a liquid, it's jello, a liquid, I don't know. It's like sneaky thick. Yeah, it's like slim. I would, I would describe maple syrup as like thick, thick, and jello. Like with three C's? Yeah, like slim, thick. Would jello? Would you agree? I don't know. What flavor? I mean, I also like maple syrup better than jello. Yeah, okay. No, no. But you feel like you could pull off a dive. So you're up on the Olympics. Maybe this is like a dream. You're up on the diving board and you're like, you look down, it's all maple syrup. Like, would that throw you off? Or do you think you could still nail it? I think I could still nail it. I mean, I dove in the Olympics when the pool was green. Like so, from yeah. not, like not Why purposely. Was there was something, like, I don't know. I They never really clarified, but I think it was like <laughs> algae or something. Yeah. Did you have any sicknesses? After the Olympics. No, I did not. Okay. One of my friends got E. coli there, though. Ooh. In Rio? Yeah. Uh, this might be a dumb question, but how did you balance college swimming and, like, Olympic training? You said gap year. Mm-hmm. So is that... Was is the gap that, year yeah. for real? Yeah. So okay. I think From if I Stanford. wanted to take Olympic diving seriously, that I needed to take that year off of school and from okay. NCAA competition because... The seasons overlap, so I would basically yeah. be in season the entire year, and I wanted to like put all my efforts towards the Olympics, um, especially with like all the injuries that I had been coming back from. Like mm-hmm. I knew that I need okay. to really like hone in on on um, like national team diving. So when when was the? I, I'm just trying to like clear this up. The thought process of they were like, was, did somebody come up to you and was like, Cassie, like you could actually make like the Rio team. Like you need to go for this. Yeah. Well. I guess in 2012, so in that. Yes, I so read like this. That you quad, were yeah. like, so I missed the Olympic team when I was a teenager by like less than half a point, which okay. is like equivalent to like a drop of water. Okay. So I knew that I was able, there. like I knew yeah. that I had the skill level um, because I almost made it when I was 17, when I was yeah. a junior in high school. Um, and so like, but like the thing with diving is you have to wait. Like I missed my shot yeah. and I had to wait four years and a lot happened between the, the those two, yeah. uh, between that Olympic quad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I knew that I had the capability and like from my experiences in 2012. And so, and that's also kind of how I knew that I needed to like, I had a lot of injuries between those two, those two Olympic years. Um, and so that's why I knew I needed to take a gap year because I was kind of already behind the curve because I had basically had to sit out the last three years due to like uh, surgeries and, and injuries Dang. and college transition problems. <laughs> And that's something like the coaches are like totally like okay Olympics are here like yeah go. yeah they were yeah. super understanding especially at Stanford I mean we we are we have so many Olympians like yeah. Katie yeah. Ledecky went there Simone Manuel like we have Olympic gold medalists in water polo and it's just crazy that sport by the way water polo. it's Physical. one of the hardest sports like yeah. it it is so hard 
Like, it, uh, it's you're treading water and you're fighting somebody while trying to throw a ball dude, at the same time. Like, like somebody's literally trying to drown like, you underwater. Like yeah, they are like are the like dudes are ruthless. Like you. Can you imagine that? I, you're poor. I, can't. I would drown. Yeah. <laughs> drowned it. I drowned it. All right, we're okay. Olympics. We want to talk about we're it. Diving into the Olympics. I have to talk about it. Your words will not give us the feeling that you had, but we're gonna try as best we can. So one, when you found out you made, you made it. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what was that? Were you like, finally, I made it. Like, I, I'm actually going. Yeah. So. For diving, they have like an Olympic trials where some other sports they find out kind of way before, yeah. or like they are, or they handpick the team. So mm-hmm. diving, you actually have a competition, um, and it's like pretty big in the media. Like it's on NBC, um, and so I had won the preliminaries and the semifinals. So I was going into the final in first place, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I was kicking butt that day. My whole family was there. You know, the crowd was really there, and mm-hmm. I was diving my butt off, and it, it was accumulative. So, like, the semifinal and the prelim both accounted for, like, the final score. Okay. And so, actually going into my last dive, I didn't even have to do my my last dive to make the Olympics. So, I knew oh, that I had that's made... Oh, so that's cool. Yeah, so I, I knew I had made the Olympics before I went. And yeah. so, like, I was on the board, my coach was like... Like, I was like, I'm about to start crying. He's like, calm down. He's like, one more dive to do. Yeah. And I, sometimes I'm like, I wish I just, like, kind of jumped off. And, I was like, going to say, did yeah, you actually throw a... No, I did my dive. That would be... Oh. That, they would not have been happy with me. But, um... Cannon, so I, I knew it. But yeah. Uh, you know I was thinking it. <laughs> it was, like, it was an indescribable feeling, like, like yeah. you said. Especially after everything that I had been through. You know, missing it in 2012 as a teenager multiple surgeries between now and then and like kind of giving up you know my college life yeah to to pursue that dream and like to be able to do that in front of my entire family and and kind of you know i've used the word redemption just because i i missed it yeah. so narrowly the time before but like great feeling and it was amazing and like felt like you know my dreams came true right wow how i don't even maybe you've been asked this but how does it feel to be literally one of the best and the like on the planet at what you do I mean, I don't. I guess I don't think about that that often. Um, like that's crazy. I, yeah, I guess we're it's pretty cool. We're gonna tell you how crazy it is. It, yeah, we will gas you up. You're gonna walk out of here being like, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, how does it feel to like rep the U.S. in the Olympics? Is there is there do all the, the this might be fast forwarding, but like in Olympic Village, like when y'all are hanging out, do the Americans all hang out like all the sports teams do y'all all hang out or the game room the game room yeah. or is there like integration of like different countries and stuff and there's is there like beef like uh, like the Russians like whatever don't won't even talk to us <laughs> probably pretty cool with the Canadians um, but is there you know like I think yeah so I think bet- in your own individual sport you hang out with a lot of different countries mm-hmm. so like I'm pretty good friends with like the German divers and the, the cool. divers from Great Britain. Yeah. Um, in terms of like other sports, I don't think you get exposed to them as much. So when you lit, when you have a, a country that has a lot of athletes on it, you get your own building. So like we were in our own kind of apartment yeah. building. So this is like where the U.S. athletes are, and like you know, Great Britain obviously had their own building, but like the smaller ones, like I don't know, like Zimbabwe and Uganda, like they would share okay. a building. Um, but like most big countries, so like it was like the American block. Also for safety reasons. Yeah. Right. But being a, like, representing the United States is awesome, um, but we do have to be a little bit more careful about what we do because mm-hmm. I feel like we do have a target on our back. Yeah. And so, for example, like, 
you know, the Germans and the British people could hang flags outside of their, um, you know, their building. Yeah. And like, the, that's how you knew that was their building. They're like, you guys cannot do that. Just like, just because Ooh. threats of terror attacks are high at the Olympics, like, yeah, or at any really big scale event. So mm-hmm. they were like, we just can't put a target on our back. So, but obviously that's so intense. we oh, only man. wear Team USA gear when we're in this, when we're in the village yeah. or like anywhere really, unless we're going out. Um, but yeah, so it's just like take safety precautions. But like, it's kind of cool being like the big dog on campus. You know, like yes. everybody, everybody knows oh, America. Everybody knows like how, I mean, knows how awesome Americans think they yeah. are. Um, but <laughs> so going off that that comment, so before the Olympics start and everybody does a walk, like each country does their walk. And I see we've all seen like the selfie with KD, mm-hmm. Draymond Green. Like you're literally like walking squad. Oh yeah, with these people. So like you're literally walking with these guys. Like oh, yeah. you're walking with LeBron. You're walking like, with all these dudes, and you're part of a piece of unit. Like yes. you're part yeah. of them. Yeah. Like how just walking in front of all those people and like the whole you know the whole world. Yeah. yeah. How does that feel? Yeah, doing that world. walk. It was pretty sick. Yeah, I have some videos on. So it's on a different phone, but yeah. like it, it's awesome. Like we're all like in this tunnel chanting USA, and like I was by like Kyrie Irving and and like, and Michael Phelps and all them. He's and got like handles. <laughs> yeah, they were actually the basketball players were actually super nice to me. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, uh, th- they were like really nice. I got a bunch of pictures with them. Um, and then like Ricky Fowler was somebody that I actually became pretty good friends with oh, at the Olympics. Sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, he hung out with the divers a lot. He's from Florida, so yes. one of my best friends on the diving team lives in Miami, and they still hang out. Um, right. But yeah, it was like cool to like make friends with like some big names and not really know it. Like, right. It's kind of embarrassing actually. Like I would send a picture to my dad and be like, "Who's this?" No. <laughs> like I had the idea. Wow. Like I was like, "Boy, well, I, I t- sent him a picture. I was like, "Hey, dad, I just met a golfer named Richie Fowler," and he goes, "You mean Ricky?" And I was like, "Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. Like I didn't know who he was." But people were like, "You know, you're sitting next to Ricky Fowler." I was like, "What? Really?" And y'all are there for like. And all I, the like, same in my head, business. I'm like, "Who the, who the fuck is Ricky Fowler?" <laughs> <laughs> but no, I knew like obviously I knew like you know Clay Thompson. My mom like gave me a big long yeah. list of who to take pictures with because oh, she, she, like, she loves the Warriors. Check. Yeah, so. Wow, I just yelled that. She loves the Warriors. Um, So it was like Clay Thompson. I got one with like Draymond Green. Um, You took a picture of Draymond Green and said, hey, mom, look, it's LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know KD, honestly, but they were actually really cool. That's Um, so cool. So Michael Phelps, y'all are both water mm -hmm. um, Olympians. (laughs) Are y'all tight? I mean, I've met him on a number of occasions, but I'm sure he would not remember me. If you know what I mean, okay. like, like the basketball players loved me at the time, but I'm sure if you like asked them who I was, they'd be like, "Wait, who's like, that?" You're like, you know what I mean? Like exactly. Game and, like, you yeah. Saw like, no, and so, like, I wouldn't say Michael Phelps knows who I am, but I have had conversations with him. I've shared an elevator with him. Like, is he cool? We're on the same team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's like one he's of the, a, is he the most decorated? LeBron, yeah, I guess that's one. The most, I think he's the most decorated Olympian ever in yeah. the United States. Yeah, gold medal wise. Yeah, he's right? got a lot of. I think he is. Gold. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know him personality wise, but like, I'm really good friends with a lot of the swimmers who like are on the same team. But mm-hmm. I think he's just like super, you know, laser focused. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his, his last Olympics, he was like, you know, a new dad and all that. So he had like other things going for him. Yeah, but he's, um, remember he had that meme about him where he was sitting. Oh my um, god, it the, was like in the chair, like the Sith. Was like, that real? Was, do it that was real. Right. Yeah, yeah, he had that mask <laughs> like, on. He looked so pissed. I actually yeah. went to his last race. Like I went and watched it live, which was oh, pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, he won it, right? Did he yeah, win it? He yeah. Won. yeah, of course he won. It. That was uh, a bad question. So in competition, we're in competition mode now at Rio. What was it like? walking on the diving board being like, this is my first jump, mm-hmm. first dive. Like what, what was going through your head? Was it, did it feel like every other thing you've ever done or was it like 
I am on the Olympic platform. Okay, now. question think- before that. Mm-hmm. What was the night of sleep like yeah. before that? So the night before the prelim, so the, the way that like it worked for my event was like one day was the prelim and then the next day was the semifinal. Mm-hmm. And then the day after that would have been the final. Um, and so I like went into, you know, my Olympic debut in the preliminary and I had like a very strong list. Uh, I was super excited about it. Um, you know, finished top, I think six or eight. Um, so it was just like good standing going mm-hmm. into the, the semi. Um, but I think I was a little too excited because I went out to eat with my family after that. Um, and when I was trying to go back into the Olympic Village to catch the bus to go back or back into the Olympic Park. So which yeah. like where all the venues are to yeah. catch the bus, to go back to the Olympic venue. I they wouldn't let me back in and so like this is like 9 p.m. the night before I compete in the semifinals so like after the prelims I was like went out with my family to celebrate or like just grab dinner because I hadn't really seen them and like all of them came out and I was like okay I need to go you know show face with my family but I couldn't get back into the Olympic Park and I was just sitting there outside of it like crying with like the guards and they had like these you know AK-47s like they didn't speak English and they like they're like you don't have a ticket and I'm like I'm an athlete, like, like, I, like, they're like, like, yeah, I had my credential. I was like, you don't have a ticket, and they wouldn't let me in. And so, like, thankfully, like, the physios or, like, the, the PTs yeah. from Great Britain for diving, like, saw me, like, Cassidy, what's the, going on? What's you- wrong? And um, so I was, like, super flustered, and I was like, I'm just trying to get back into the yeah. village. Like, and there's, like, only a limited amount of buses. So I was like, I need to catch the bus, otherwise, I'm not going to get back into the right. village. Like, I, and, you know, logistic wise like in a foreign country it was a mess and so eventually i did catch the bus but like that was super rattling um and like so i don't want to say i didn't compete my best the next day because yeah. of that but like i definitely didn't you know oh, do what i was capable of throw the olympics yeah, yeah but that's like another reason why i said like superstitions and all that like it's best not to have that many because like i was super rattled i was like yeah. a little worked up and i was getting in my own head um, does that have anything with be were you wearing american stuff i mean yeah okay did, did that have anything with you I don't know. I mean, it was, it was Brazil. So I don't know if they were trying to like get some money off of me. Like, Oh, like we'll pay, but I had my credential. Like I should have been able to get into back into the Olympic park to go back to the pool. But yeah. So that's for sure. Sketchy. Yeah. What was your biggest takeaway walking away from Rio? Yeah. I think, uh, just like performance wise, like I think the way that I finished wasn't like I was capable of doing much better. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, for me, like this time around, like, my goal was to make the Olympics. So when I got to the Olympics, like I felt like I had already reached, yeah. like you don't want to say it, but yeah. looking back, I'm like, oh, I felt like I reached my goal. So like- I made it, yeah. Yeah, like, it's like I, I made it, I was yeah, so excited. And so I peaked at that point yeah. where yeah. I didn't peak at the Olympics. But now like, I'm like, okay, I've been there. I know what I can do. Like it's, I don't want to just make like my, my next yeah. goal. Like I want a medal. So like yeah. I, I told myself that that was my goal. Like I knew that like if I made the Olympics, okay, my goal is to medal. But like when you have never been there and you are there for the first time, I think like my goal, like my mind frame is just different yeah. a little bit and, and like being able to expect what's going to happen, which is like to expect the unexpected and not be so thrown off by all those things and just like rely on your practice and, and what you've done throughout the years. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, there's a few things here and there where I was like, I didn't get all the practice off that I wanted to because like of, you know, the timing, like you're at like the biggest sporting event in the world. Like there's a lot of factors like buses, traffic, like all these different athletes trying to go to these places. So it's right. not like any other competition that I've competed in, in terms of like, there's so many different things that can distract you or like take away from yeah. your practices. And so I think I let that get to me a little bit more than I should have. Yeah. But now that I ha- I know those kind of so things, like I feel, for, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I also had just turned 21. Like I was, you know, so I, young. I, I was young and I feel like I've matured a lot in those yeah, I'm so mature. But no, I feel like I matured a lot as an athlete I mean, and as a person. Like, I was just, like, you know, so excited and to go out and, and, and have fun and, like, meet all these people. Whereas now I'm like, okay, like, 
I'm gonna be like the well, Michael supposed Phelps to be 25 laser focus. Right. Exactly. So I feel like I have like a little bit more maturity and experience under my belt I if mean, I were to make it again. There's no way you can right. Like being 21, there's no way you can like go in it, with without experiencing that. You can't go in and kind of like not like oh my god if you put me in the olympics right now like i'd be like lebron like what's yeah. up let's play some 2k like i would completely jerry's walking away like if jerry was on the swimming team and he saw lebron in them he would probably miss competition to like go to basketball and yeah. just try and did sneak you, on did that you team. go to any of those games the basketball games yeah. no i didn't my family did though oh my god that's so cool. were you all allowed to go to yeah so we could go to yeah we could, you could order tickets for free like they would hold some yeah. aside but like so sick. for me like i said like our competitions are spread out and we're we're like um we're obligated to watch our teammates so okay. like we would have to watch that right. game diving yeah. goes from like the first day of the Olympics to the second to last day. Okay. So you have to make sure you have to prioritize your teammates' right. events first. Yeah. Whereas like some people have like one competition and they're, and you know, like one game and it. they're done. Whereas like diving is spread out throughout the entire two That's weeks. That's what I was gonna but ask. But my event was done like halfway through. And so like, then I had the rest of the time to do whatever so I wanted. So you did get to hang, you just hung out the rest of the time? Oh yeah, it was so much fun. Cause yeah. I didn't know like- I mean, I would go to the pool, like, you know, I would be coming back in from like a night out yeah. when some of my teammates would be going, heading out for training that day. I'd right. be like, oh, what's uh, up? Yeah. yeah, like- Cause I didn't know, cause I'm sure there's some people that like, I mean, first day Olympics, you're competing and you're probably done mm-hmm. way earlier than other people. Yeah. And I don't know, I didn't know if people like left. I'm sure some do some, maybe. I think some that are, you know, have families or yeah. are a little bit older, like decide to leave. Or if your federation decides to send you home, like mm-hmm. I think, you know, after the whole thing with Ryan Lochte, the swimmers, like this, they were like, okay, you guys aren't staying for closing ceremonies anymore. Yeah. We're sending y'all home. Yeah. But like for the most part, people stay until the closing is, it's really fun. Like it's, people go out, you're you don't there, have anything to do. You're, four years. you're in What's, like a village of the world's best athletes and oh my god yeah yes. and you so i like definitely took advantage of that i had so much fun how was rio as i say i heard it that place is crazy i heard it's dangerous yeah i mean i didn't experience anything too bad did you have um, a bodyguard no oh, no god. do you think do you think LeBron, do you think the like lebron had a bodyguard lebron wasn't at there uh at the 20. It, he, he decided not to go because of the zika virus oh, oh i remember all that. But it seems like, always something do you, you know like the high profile the super super high profile like all have like bodyguards that like fall around their team and stuff they well for the basketball players i mean obviously it's like kind of a breeze for them usually it's like yeah. a party for them they don't even stay in the village they usually stay on like yachts and oh yeah. my god i'm not kidding so like they, it's like literally like a party for them they come into the village sometimes um you know to grab a meal and see what it's like but they stay yeah. they stay on yachts and stuff they're not. They're not slumming it in a twin bed like in the in the Olympic Village. Is that what it is? The other like college dorms. Well, you kinda? have like they're like dorms, yeah. And so you can bring. I'm sure, like, if you're one of the higher paid athletes or you have sponsors, they'll yeah. send stuff yeah. to you. But like, I mean, it's all built on Brazil's budget. So you go in there, and what Team USA had done was fly out some of um, like mechanics and and. Con, con. What are they? What are they called? Construct. I don't want to say construction workers because they weren't construction workers, yeah. but to come in and help with the buildings, like yeah. that. So to make sure that our water was all right, our electricity was all right, because like you know you put those responsibilities on Brazil, and they were going through you know financial crisis. Guys, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know, but. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had people come in to make sure that our building um, was like functional. Um, so I'm sure that some people could get their you know their pads a little pimped yeah. out, but. Were you, I, I did you get there and were you like putting up like your posters next to your bed and like setting up your bedside table? Like, like almost like moving into your college dorm. Yeah, yeah, you want to make it like a good feel, you know? You want to be awesome. comfortable, you want to make it feel like home. It's so. like twin bed on one side, twin bed on the other side, and like you're looking over and you're like, your room yeah, is playing up. You have like a main living room, 
and then like a bathroom and then you have like I had a roommate so they had there were single rooms and then there were rooms with two beds in there so yeah. like I roomed with like one of the other divers um, on the team and then like the boy divers were in the room right across from us yeah okay but yeah it's like could you um, invite like other people over to your place of that weren't Americans um yeah I think so I I mean after like a lot of the lofty stuff, like they were a little bit strict, okay, more what, strict about that. But like I would go and hang you? out in like the Great Britain building all the time, okay. or like the Australians. Um, um, it's really like once with, you're done, as long as you're right. not disturbing the people that are still competing. Like that's yeah. the number one rule. Like you can do whatever you want, but like don't distract the people that okay. aren't done. So like that's why you go out a lot instead of like partying. So like no like speaker box in the um, exactly whatever the somebody might have a six a.m. wake up the next yeah. day to get ready for their you know Olympic no final. dorm parties you know there is like after the closing ceremony. Okay. but yeah is y'all through a dorm rager like a little yeah this is a random question on your on your bio on USA it says you're a ten time national champion I don't know if you knew that but. For me, I have like a home run derby trophy on like my shelf from when I was 10. So I don't really know how to comprehend a 10 time When I was champion. 12, I, I competed at GameStop in a Super <laughs> Smash Bros tournament and I got third. And I have, and I have, I got beat by a guy from China who downloaded <laughs> the game early. He, he downloaded the game three weeks early before the release. I had already, Oh my god, there was like eight people watching. It was so cool. We were playing and I got he beat me. But that's That's incredible. That's Congratulations. Right. Thank you. I should be the one interviewing you. <laughs> but back to the question, I don't how is that calculated like ten time national champion? I mean, by like winning national I, titles so <laughs> I just like that's I can't calculated. I don't so know what you want me to say is that like a year after year after year like 10 years in a row no no I think it's like a did you sweep the decade of <laughs> yeah did you from the entire decade no or? I retired a couple times but I won like that's like throughout the years in different events okay um, but yeah so like you like know. nationals or yeah uh, so we, there's events. like a nationals okay. yeah okay yeah I didn't know because in baseball, if like you told, if Jared was a 10 time national champion, I would have been like, what? It's like that, the yearly competition, like the nationals, yeah. Okay, yeah. That. So you just beat everyone <laughs> all the time <laughs> for every year? Like, I mean, the, nobody can take you down? It, it depends on the year, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I've been the, the top springboard diver for the last like five years. Like, so I was really, really good at a young age, but like I wasn't like the best individually, but I was doing synchro at the time. Yeah. So I was like 16 and What's, uh, the people what are you were- saying? Synchro? Synchro is like when you go two people at once. Okay. That's uh, okay. So you both dive off the same diving board at the same time? Yeah, so like everything's supposed to be synchronized. synchronized. Okay. That's what, wait, you, wait, when you say same diving board, are you talking about- No, like, no, 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 yeah, no. Like he one's said that right I was like, this is what's going through here. That's Jerry's impossible. Mind. No, 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 Like no. there's diving I mean, board, yeah, diving no, there's board. Two different, not, they're all like, bound, like both Yeah, one's jumping, on your like, shoulders, yeah. No. Then, so did you do synchro in the Olympics? No, so just, I just did okay, individual. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm, that's what I thought. But I'm going for both this time. So like 2012, oh, okay. I was going for synchro because I was super young. Like I wasn't going to be the best at 16. So I was doing synchro. And my synchro partner was actually 10 years older than me. So like, what? Yeah, she was. She was. She had already been to the 2008 Olympics, and she ended up making it individually. And that's when we missed it by less than half a point. Was in the synchro. Um, but yeah, last and then oh, 2016, okay. I focused on just individual. But now I'm gonna do both, so. Okay, so you're gonna, ideal, perfect world, you're gonna compete in both. Mm -hmm. Who's your partner? 
Her name's uh, Sarah Bacon. Okay. And do y'all like text each other? Yeah. She's like, like one of my best friends. Are y'all like, let's do this? Like, yeah. Gold? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. We, we talk we, and we send each other videos of like, you know, other countries. People. Uh, yeah. We're so like, okay, come going on. Going back like, to the yeah. talking trash. Yeah. Like to each we other. We talk trash about like, I, I don't talk trash about individual divers, but right. like when, it, when yeah. we're together, yeah. we like, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. We're like the divers from those countries. We're like, okay, like we could beat them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to go into details just in case they listen. So I hope they do. So the fan questions, mm-hmm. I posted on Instagram, got some good ones, got some absurd Strange ones. Strange ones by Mr. Muppet. Yeah. Or Mu- Did he ask for like feet pics? No. I mean, he, he, like, <laughs> Cause that's a common occurrence. You would be surprised. What? Feet pics? Yeah. Pictures of your feet. People, yeah, no, people, you, there's some people with some weird ass fetishes out there. I would, I would sell these pearly whites. Maybe I'll like take a picture of your feet and then like use, set, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use Jared, yeah, use use my feet. Just text me. I'll send you pictures of my feet. Send them out. <laughs> we'll split, we'll split the commission. Yeah, yeah. 50% each way. So I took, I think there is like a couple of funny ones, but I took some actually good questions to, to ask you. So the first one's from at Ethan Hackett. Do you like Cody Johnson? Cody Johnson, the like the, the TikToker the singer. Oh, the TikToker. <laughs> I was like, is that a TikToker? Is that? I do not know who Cody Johnson. I'm sure I would know a song if you I'm sang it. I'm so glad. I'm not a country guy either, so I, I like country music, but like I don't really know the artist. I think they, they call all sound him Kojo. The same. This this makes you so much more of a Travis Scott fan if you don't know who Cody Johnson is, because I have no idea who Cody Johnson. is. Actually, yeah, I don't. I couldn't no tell you a song. Could I know not. it's a country singer. Don't know a song. No idea. No, they call him Kojo. Couldn't, couldn't name you. I was like, this name is this like a YouTuber like. It's, like, that's when you know? know like what era we're in. It's like yeah. TikTok. Like the most famous people are TikTokers, really. Yeah, <laughs> Olympic TikTokers. That are like 16. And TikTok's <laughs> going to be in the Olympics this year. And they're all going to be doing the Renegade. And there's going to be a bunch of judges. And um, it's going to be a new sport. It's going to be a sport. Okay, this is actually a good serious one. At Smith OU, what is your daily diet? Um, Can we do daily diet here? And daily diet in the Olympics as well? Sure, yeah. So I don't really like follow a diet. I try to eat clean, you know, most of the time, but I do have like a sweet tooth and I, I like eating is really fun for me. It's like a big activity yeah. in my family. So um, like when I'm serious, serious training, like I I try to fuel my body with like the right things. So like vegetables, yeah. oatmeal, eggs, chicken, fish. Yeah. Um, but like I can't do that year round. I'd go crazy because yeah. like I I love food so much. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I just make try to eat make sure I'm eating enough so like I burn a lot of calories in a day. So I probably eat like twenty five hundred to three thousand calories when I'm like full time training. Right. Um. But I don't really like track that stuff. Just I don't want to get like in my head because like I said like I like eating like it's an enjoyable for me and yes. I don't want to make it not enjoyable. Hundred percent. Um. But yeah, so I try to eat healthy when I'm training most of the time. But like outside of training. Yeah, I mean, like, I just had Whataburger, like, the other day. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then at the Olympics, so it's cafeteria style. So they have different, you know, types of cuisines in the cafeteria. And then they have, like, free McDonald's. So Oh, really? When, yeah. So once I was done competing, I gained, like, eight pounds in eight days <laughs> because I had McDonald's all the time. Like, McDonald's, I don't think it's an Olympic sponsor anymore, but it was an Olympic sponsor. So they have, like, a 24-hour free McDonald's, like, order as much as you want. So wow. like yeah no Those that's like one chicks. of the main things at the like oh like in the Olympic Village like lines would be super that's long dangerous yeah super dangerous um but I didn't really love the cafe I mean like it's like dorm food almost yeah. like it's cafeteria food so like I would just have like a lot of snacks like peanut butter you know Cliff bars bananas like keep it simple but 
Um, you know, like I said, you have to adjust when you're at a competition. So like if you're super strict on your diet and this is what they have and like you, like you just have to like, roll with the punches. And so I try not to like focus on that. So there's no, like in the, in the, I don't know, like the Olympics sounds like the coolest thing ever. Like I kind of envision somebody coming up to you and being like, what do you want to eat for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner? You know, do you have any like power over like, oh, I want to steak the mm-hmm. night before I'm going to compete. I want pasta two days before I oh, compete, yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah. So like usually morning up, if I have a morning competition, I'll have like oatmeal, banana, peanut butter. Like that's my go-to, some coffee. Um, and then like during the competition, I'll have like a banana or like an RX bar or something like that's easily digestible on your stomach. Like I'm in a bathing suit. I can't like be pounding a sandwich in the middle of the week. A little sluggish. Um, and then like usually lunch like so if i have like a morning competition then a break and then another one i'll have like a sandwich like a go-to to mine would be like panera bread we would always go oh, to panera bread at competition. we've got a story yeah. about you panera bread too? like the, the yp2 always get that this like man, half sandwich half soup half sandwich half salad this man once again new kid on the team at baylor didn't have a locker but would breathe. didn't have a locker so i br- i brought all my stuff you should see my car i brought all my stuff my my helmet my everything all my jerseys and just put them in the ca- on, on the, the couch, couch. that and was my Jared locker. would sit down and he literally ate panera bread every day in the locker i love panera bread it's <laughs> so oh, good isn't it great that's a great yeah. like lunch right before competition and dinner every time i mean i try to do like chicken veggies of carb and then yeah. i i'm I have to have something sweet every day, so I always, I'll have like a cookie or you know some chocolate. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think deprivation is yeah. the way to go. How did you manage to keep uh, motivated during this quarantine, and what was the best way to train? Mm-hmm. I think just keeping my eye on the prize was what kept me motivated. Like even though the Olympics were you know delayed or canceled. Right. Um, you know just kind of trying to focus on the bigger task at hand so like yeah it's been delayed but it's not canceled so right right. and if i'm working hard right now and like staying in shape and and and, you know perfecting my craft while other people aren't then that's just going to give me that much more of a head start when things go back to normal so like kind of just trying to keep that edge on people for sure um and the best way to keep in shape was just to do like at-home workouts like high intensity intervals like anything you can do body weight like you can make a workout out of anything did you get super creative yeah, yeah. I mean, I did a couple things. Like, I would do, like, a deck of cards type workout where, like, each, uh, like, a suit yes. of a card was oh a different my. exercise and, like, yeah. the number on there was yeah. what you had to do. So, like, I, I had a roommate who did that and he's a big CrossFit guy. So, I think it was, like, a CrossFit, like, you flip a card and it's a certain, or, like, whatever suit the card is, mm-hmm. is a certain workout. And, like, they would flip the card, do a workout. Once they're done, they flip the other card and sometimes it would be, like, the same thing they just did. Yeah, yeah. And it's they're brutal. like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so like I did, like, a mile, half mile, like, run or something like that. You flip oh. it, you come back, flip a card, and it's, like, another half mile run, you go. Oof. Yeah. But, yeah. Doing a lot of that and then my team would do, like, workouts over Zoom. And then oh, I did really? some, like, Zoom workouts at, like, this gym I work at called mm-hmm. F45. So yeah. they would do things on Saturdays and so I would go in there and do them on Zoom and or Facebook Live. And, right. And yeah, so just like being creative and kind of like, you know, using the tools that you have available. So what's a very specific, this is kind of a hard question, interesting question. What's a very specific workout? Get hot over here. <laughs> what's a very like specific diving workout that you would do? Like in the weight room. I, I don't know why I'm going towards this question, but like, do you do like a front squats? Do you do like back squats? Do you like... Yeah, just like baseball, you, you do a lot of shoulder work because you, you throw a lot. We do yeah. so much like shoulder stuff Same. like to get that to mm-hmm. get that area strong. 
And like I probably we probably spend most of our time, especially as pitchers, just literally doing like literal little shoulder movements just yeah. to get your shoulders strong. Yeah. So I do a bunch of those too. Okay. Diving's really hard on your shoulders. I've okay. had three shoulder surgeries, so like I'm I've done a lot Have of you like torn your labrum. Yeah, yes. three times. Wow. Okay. I've torn it once. Surgery. I told Sucks. myself that if big, I did, if that I big had to sling go- with the pillow and the squeezy ball. You've torn your labrum three times. Yeah, I've, twice in my right and once in my left. What, from doing what? That's like one of Diving? the top yeah. worst baseball injuries you yeah. can get. Oh, post surgery was terrible too. It's, uh, that's why I said it's I was like, if I get recovery. another one of these, you can't yeah, do anything. I, I don't want to. I don't want to play baseball if I do yeah. this again. Oh my god. So I have to do a lot of like small things because my shoulders still hurt even like after those surgeries. Yeah. Like you know, you the, still have to keep those physical like, yeah, therapy. Yeah, you like don't really ever fully. It's not. Yeah, I, like I still can't do a lot of things that I used to like over my head. Um, so definitely a lot of like shoulder work um and then you know diving is a power sport so we do a lot of you know deadlift squat plyometrics um and those kind of things so anything to build up your strength help you increase your vertical those types of things so this is one of the wild questions that we got all right i'm and ready I, I still don't know i don't think you are have you taken a dna test of who you are I'm not kidding. That was a question. I mean, I've done a 23andMe test. I used to work for 23andMe. Yeah. Um, okay. My mom. So I got a free test, and so yeah, I, I have taken one. Hundred percent bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's your answer at Ken Merged. Okay. Wait, that guy needs to DM us. What's his name? At Ken Merged. Ed Ken Merged. DM us and just explain that a little further, <laughs> and let us know if you got your answer because I'm honestly curious. Um, okay, this question is from uh, at Kinsey Nguyen. Who are you most excited to meet at the Olympics? Question one. And two is what is a common misconception about diving? All right. So who is I most – anybody from the NBA I was super excited okay. to meet oh. just because, like, you know, they're the biggest stars. Everybody from every country really wanted to take photos with them. Oh, okay. But it was easier access for me because, like, we were walking in together. Yeah. So definitely excited about that. Um – Common misconception about diving. Let's see. I don't see That's actually like a hard question. That's a hard question. I, I wouldn't I'm know like, how to I, answer that. I with don't baseball. know what people's oh, misconceptions are about diving because yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that like making a small splash isn't the only important part. Like, okay. So yeah, there's that, a lot of different factors. Yeah. So like yeah. people think, oh, like you make a small splash. Well, no, like there's distance from the board. So if you're too close, too far away, points deducted. Your toes are not pointed. You're Point not your on the end of the board. <laughs> yeah. Toe, if you don't point your toes, just get out. Just get out. Zeros. <laughs> what is it with baseball? Like a misconception. A common misconception. Mis- well, this is just like kind of like the basis of if you're like stupid or not. Um, people say that baseball isn't the most electric sport ever. Um, people also think that baseball is boring, common misconception. Um, people don't understand how hard it is to hit a 98 mile per hour baseball. It's one of the hardest things to do in, like, yeah. as an athlete, like it's, actually, statistically. It's, it's like, I would say the other ones you said were like more opinions, but that one but I think this is a fact. One, it's a fact. Hitting a ball that's moving 90 plus miles per hour is Ridiculous. Yeah, it's actually like one of the hardest athletic feats. I think, like statistically. It. it oh, I. I would completely get behind that. The hardest thing to do in sports, skill-wise, is to hit a baseball well. I have a question. 
So in baseball, like if you're a pitcher or like a left-handed pitcher, you're like strange. You're kind of weird. Like, yeah. like you have like a you have an edge or like there, there's you're something not about common. you. Like if we said if you were like a left-handed pitcher and I didn't had knew nothing about you, I could maybe guess that you're a left-handed pitcher because just uh-huh. by the, your personality, like you probably like there and swimming like a two-liter thing of coke a day, build Legos, and like your like thing will be to like watch like World War Two like history videos. And you're like that. That's a left-handed pitcher. Oh, like yeah. you're just like okay, yeah. Is that what swimming like? Maybe like you swim butterfly, and you're like, that's a butterfly. <laughs> I don't really know that much about swimmers. Okay. But I mean, or just with diving. Honestly, swimming. Like platform divers takes are a like, different oh, type crazy. of personality. So you're like, okay, okay that person's a swimmer. Okay. Like, I mean, they hold their breath and they stare at two walls for like hours every day. So like, you can definitely <laughs> tell really when somebody's that. a swimmer. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I right. share, you it's like share. a dolphin. Sorry, swimmer friends. Um, but no, like you can definitely like swimmers have a different, you know, different breed or like different mindset. Like. That's exactly They're what I'm They're super focused, like tapering, all of that, like everything. Like when you're in a stopwatch sport, yeah. I feel like you focus on every little thing that could go wrong because like that won't help you shave off a second or half right. a second. So whereas like diving is like freestyle, you know, it's better to be a little crazy, yeah. a little wild. Um, yeah. It's like the snowboarding yeah, like of, you, of swimming. Exactly. You know, whereas like stopwatch, like track athletes, like they can't go out and have like Whataburger because like, <laughs> yeah, then right. they like are adding two seconds to their time. Yeah. So like those kind of things, like, I don't know, maybe I'd be a better diver if I cared more about those things, but who knows? <laughs> That's really cool. I never really like, I never even thought about swimming as maybe like, you'd have at 11 two walls. national championships. Okay. There's a last fan question at Kate Rosman. How did you manage training studying and social life all at once um i think i definitely like it took it was a work in progress like it definitely did not come that easy like you have to keep working at it like there's times where i was like didn't focus on my training my studies enough and was like more focused on my social life and that was definitely in that time period where i was getting injured a lot and i was you know I probably could have handled things a little better, especially like my transition into college. Right. Um, but I think just finding that fine balance between the three and not focusing too hard on anyone. Like I knew that if I was not happy as Cassidy, the person, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing well in the pool. So like cool. I knew that I had to have a social aspect to my yeah. life. Otherwise, like if diving was my entire life and like it was all I ever did and I never, you know, gave myself a break or, you know, you know, letting myself have Whataburger yeah. <laughs> because I'm so concerned about, you know, my practice the next yeah. day. Like, I don't think sure. that I would be as good as I was because I wouldn't be happy. And I like, I think having that fine balances and like you always hear Olympic athletes like, Oh, I, I gave up so much. Like, and this was my entire life. And yeah, I did. I have given up so much and don't get me wrong. Like I, I work really hard, yeah. but like, I also think that it's important to have that balance. And so, yeah, for sure. and that's just my personality. Like if I get too consumed up in, in, you know, competition and, and diet and all that, like, I'm just not going to be happy. And that will reflect in my diving. So I think like having, having those goals set and, you know, giving yourself a break, but also, you know, finding a balance. Yeah, for sure. There's yeah. definitely things. And like, I, I only played college baseball. I didn't play pro, but like there are things now. You did have that one home run. Did have one home run, but there are things that I like, look back on. I'm like, oh, if I had just only been this way, mm-hmm. I feel like it could have not got me to the pro level, but I could have been like maybe that much better Yeah. as myself, which is awesome that like you've figured things out by yourself in the moment here right now Mm -hmm. that help you boost your career exactly and there's things that i you know i wish i could change back but i'm like maybe if i didn't go through that then like i wouldn't be where i am today and so like that's where really i have matured as an athlete in the last four years is like you know looking at the past and realizing okay like 
maybe I won't do that next yeah. time. Or like, like I don't think you know it's wrong until you experience it. Yeah, like you have to, you have to make like mistakes to learn, you know? And so I feel like I've learned from my mistakes and right. not to say that I won't be making more of them because yeah. like that's definitely going to happen. But you know, like learning from those and, and kind of figuring yourself out as Cassidy, the person, Cassidy, mm -hmm. the student and Cassidy, the athlete and you know, blending that person yeah. into one. Lion King? What are you talking about? You gotta, you gotta, you forget your past, right? That was the entire mantra of the Lion King. You gotta forget your past so that you can be the king of, you know, the future. Nailed uh, it. Something that I was thinking about, I don't know um, if you can hold me to this, but if you medal in this upcoming Olympics, we can get matching tats. If you All want. right, let's do it. Okay. So that, well, you can hold me to that. Location TBD, but. Location yeah. TBD. Um, so I was thinking about that. All as right. We were, as you were saying that. Awesome. So you can hold me to that. All right. If you, if you just want you to, might like, have to hold me if, to if that. If you want to like think about it like while you're on the board or whatever to like clear your mind, like just yeah, just, just I'll just it. like think about the tattoo <laughs> that I want to get. Instead of looking with at you. your coach, instead with of looking their, at your coach, of, yeah. so like this next Olympics, you probably no fans. It's just gonna be like cutout fan cutouts in the Dude, stands. We can come. I'd go. Uh, we'll just do like a fan cutout of Birch, and like we'll put it next to the diving board, and so you oh can God, just look at Birch synchro. before you dive. Just be like, oh yeah, I would be a good. I would be a good synchro partner. I, I think. Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, divers usually aren't that tall, but oh really? Maybe maybe Michael Phelps. Maybe I have to be a swimmer. Yeah. You know, I, I just I, I just don't want to. I'd have to shave my... Yeah, you'd have to shave a lot. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you sound weird. <laughs> All right, moving, moving, on. moving on, like, next step. Now we're, like, today in the future. Uh, one question I had is, who has been your biggest mentor to this day? And if they've given you any advice that's stuck to you, what was it? I think my coach, like, my coach growing up, Kenny Armstrong, he's definitely been, like, one of the biggest mentors in my life. He's been to, like, six or seven Olympics, like... Three as an athlete, yeah, yeah. Three as an athlete, three wow. or four as a coach, um, and he just like is very wise and, and 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 knows what to say. And he know he, since he's since he's known me or because he's known me since yeah. I was a little girl. Like yeah. he knows what to say to me to right. get me like on the right track. Like he knows I have like a go get him personality. So right. like, he knows that he needs to calm me down. He can't freak me out. Like he just knows what to say. And like he always just gave me the piece of advice like staying in the moment because like you can't control what's gonna happen in the future yeah. and you can't change what happened in the past. So like really just stay in the moment, which cool. is like something that is really important in diving because if you mess up a dive, you yeah. know, you have 30 minutes till your next one. If you're thinking about that messed up dive yeah. the entire time, you're probably gonna mess up the next one. So like, sure. just like focusing on one thing at a time and taking it one step at a time. Like, cool, cool. and also, I mean, he definitely took this from like an Aerosmith song, but like <laughs> life's about the journey and not the destination. So like enjoying the process, like, yeah, it, like even if you don't make the Olympics, or even you know if you that. make the Olympics, like if you didn't have a good time yeah. training, like on the journey, then like what's the point of it all? So like right. because the journey is so much longer than the destination. So like really, you just gotta like enjoy it. Does he know that you know that that's like a like a song lyric? Oh yeah, yeah, he or, yeah for sure, for sure. Or you just he, like, he thought he was like, you're letting him have it. You're like yeah. You know, I was he's like I came up with that yeah, one myself. He was listening yeah. to Aerosmith before in the car before, and you know he thought <laughs> uh, I was just trying to sign that one. Can you? You've mentioned your injuries, and I know like labrums and like your back. We haven't really like asked specifically like what. Yeah, that is unbelievable. Had. Three Can you torn walk up, labrums. Like, walk us through like what injuries you've battled. Because mm -hmm. I know yeah. I know you you said that you retired. Yeah. Um, and I read about that a little bit. Um, but like, what were those specific injuries, and mm -hmm. you know, how did you battle them, and how did you recover? Yeah. So. My first, like, well, I guess my first major injury was, like, the stress fractures in my back when I was a freshman in high school. Um, 
like L4, L5. I had like fractures that had calcified in the bone. So like allegedly they could come back at any point because right. like they're just healed into the bone now. Um, so that was like the first major one, but like I didn't have to get surgery for that. So like I had never really been under the knife until um, yeah under I tore my yeah <laughs> until I tore my labrum, which was you know. Actually, two weeks after I missed the 2012 Olympics. Oh, um, so, like, I had just missed making the team. Yeah. And I was like, crap, I'm going to start, you know, doing a new event for the next time. And, like, I just wanted to refocus because I was, like, obviously devastated, you know, that I didn't make the team. And then that's when the first time that I tore my labor and I tore it 360 degrees. So, like, oh. the entire thing, not just, like, 12 Jeez. to 2, yeah. whatever. So, the entire thing. So, I had to get, like, reconstructive surgery. And so, I have, like, seven or eight anchors in there. Um, and so... At that point, that's when they told me, like, I might not ever be able to, like, dive again or, like, be back to my full skill level just because, like, you do so much overhead in diving. Um, as I'm sure you guys understand from baseball. Um, so that was the yeah. first time that, like, that was, like, my first major injury. I had just committed to Stanford. Oh. I had just missed making the Olympic team. So, like, it was, like, a lot. I was, like, if I can't heal yeah. from this injury, like, I'm not going to get my my next shot at the Olympics. Like, is Stanford going to take my scholarship away? Like, I, it was just a lot going through my head as a 17-year-old. Yeah. Um, and then my second shoulder surgery was less than a year later and it was on the same shoulder um it just didn't heal it was a re-tear or yeah so it didn't heal didn't right heal so right. like i had a re-tear yeah. like a re-tear and so they had to go back in and add a couple more and reattach and then i had a couple stupid injuries here and there um i broke my collarbone my freshman year of college i fell out of a golf cart um and then i had meniscus surgery my freshman year of college as well um on my knee and, but like that, that's less serious compared to like my other stuff. So is diving then, a contact sport? Well, I mean, you're not really, cause, but I guess you're making contact with the water. Yeah. But the knee one was like an old injury that I just didn't know that I had a torn meniscus, yeah. so it just kept building up. Um, and then my third shoulder surgery was like the year after the Olympics, like less than a year later, I tore my left labrum, which it had been bothering me, but then I got hit by a car on my bike and I broke the fall with my arms. And so like that could have been something that led to it. But I had a really big competition the next week. So I competed, you know, after I got hit by a car and like it was what? really hurting, but I pushed through. I won that competition, made the world championship team, but then my shoulder continued to hurt. So I had to go and get an MRI and like it torn. It turns I'm out it was sorry. torn. So I had to car. like sit out the world championships that year, the year after the Olympics. And that's kind of like when I was like, screw this, like I'm done. Like after college, I'm, I'm done. Um, and then I had a really, and then to polish it off, like, yeah. This is also a stupid injury. It happened in, in Cabo, but I like tore everything in my foot and broke my metatarsals. So I had to get Were two you screws. Mango <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was post mango deck. I went on one of those um, post mango deck. Knew it. One of those like inflatable jungle it, gyms that's in the ocean, and I was like, sick. I'm so gonna show off. Like I'm gonna jump oh. off the top deck onto the mini tramp and do a flip. Okay, don't jump off of like an elevated surface onto a mini tramp. Like. Don't recommend. Mango so landed, takes landed names. completely fine, but like <laughs> tore like tore the ligament that holds all your metatarsals in place. So all my metatarsals shifted, and then I broke two of them as well. So I had to get two two screws and two pins in my foot, and I literally had a limp. In for, Cabo, you were doing that. No, or didn't I did that in Cabo. I flew back home. I had two days left of spring break, and Dude. I um. <laughs> Yeah. So like, and that, that's, that, that was really what made me throw my towel in. I was like, dude, because they were like, you might not be able to walk bags. or run normally ever again because like your foot's really messed up. And so I had like a limp for eight or nine months and that's when I like, you know, had retired and started working. And then 
as soon as my body started feeling better, I was like, hmm. Let's do it. Let's start yes. diving again. Let's mess up my body again. But oh, no, wow. I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Do we need to fly back to Cabo? We need to go to, go Mango, to Deck. Mango Deck or wherever we were and hit that landing. Okay. Confused about how they pulled out the mini <laughs> tramp after Mango Deck. Was it just like no, a... No, 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 no. There was a, a one of those jungle gyms out in the middle of the ocean. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and about. I was like, oh, this looks sick. <laughs> like, I'm going to go out there. Like, watch I'm this gonna show off. D- double bypass, triple flip. You know, and then, double bypass. That's like a heart surgery. It, it definitely is. I, Jared, I think Jared's just trying to make that a trick. Next Olympics, Cassidy just threw the triple, quadruple bypass, thirty-five ABC. That's the one. Uh, all right. So, how are you keeping busy today? I mean, I'm training. Yeah. So training. I'm. I'm in a little bit of a break from training right yeah. now. But yeah, I'm moving into, like, I've been living with my parents for, like, the last year because, you know, diving yeah. doesn't really rack in the dough. So, <laughs> but I am moving out next week, so kind of getting ready for that. Yeah. I'm working at a gym um, at F45 in, in the Woodlands. And, yeah. and yeah, so just trying to keep busy, trying mm-hmm. to stay positive, get through this, like, kind of weird period of time in life and hopefully come out the other side a little bit stronger and, sure. and ready to attack whenever the next competition is. So that question segueing into like, what are future plans? So obviously Olympics that next goal. year, there's that goal, but I mean, like you said, like diving's not like something that brings in money or anything. Like what is a future goal that maybe like you've always wanted to do? Um, maybe something like you did at college that you mm-hmm. want to, you know, you worked in Silicon Valley, you said, yeah. what are future goals after that? Um, I mean, I could see myself diving through the next Olympics as well, like cool. 2024, just because like, I am that pretty young. That will be in Paris, and then Ooh. LA will have it in 2028. But oh. yeah, one of my goals outside of diving, I would love to work like in sports or with yeah. athletes. Um, cool. I used to think I wanted to do broadcasting, but like that's so hard to get into. And every yeah, it every, feels like, like it's, every person wants to do that. Like I feel like yeah. it used to not be like a very saturated. Uh, path but like now there's, no, yeah, there's everybody everybody wants to do it everybody and starts a podcast exactly in any you can create media <laughs> from anywhere now with like smartphones and you know all those different social media apps but yeah. i think i would like to work directly with athletes like maybe as like a consultant for i don't know like mental health or Ooh. or you know like struggles that people go through um as an athlete that they don't really feel like they can talk to anybody else i actually had a teammate in high school whose dad was more like a therapist, maybe, or yeah. like a psychologist that work with the men's men's gymnastics yeah. uh, USA team. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it would be a little trickier for me because I don't have like a degree in psychology. But like, yeah, yeah I w- would like to work maybe like for the USOC or like a sports organization, like you know, to help. I can't imagine that there's probably. Kind of I mean, yes, Stanford, but also like being an Olympic athlete and having those connections. I'm sure that mm-hmm. they love to help out. Former, yeah. Yeah. From, exactly. Former athletes. Yeah. And I could see myself like maybe coaching one day, um, but you know, gotta wait until I'm actually done diving. Yeah. So are your kids gonna dive? I don't know. I That's mean, I'm gonna let them put, pick their own sports. Like, yeah. I feel like when you do a sport yourself, like you don't really, you know, all the bad parts that come with it. That yeah. like you wouldn't want your own kid to do it. But if they want oh. to dive, I will gladly let right. them. But I will not. I won't put them in it. That's like you a know? big question with football. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a lot of NFL athletes yeah. who play but know how gruesome the game is, exactly. especially with science today. Like, with like brain do I, do I put my yeah, kid Yeah, exactly. That? Yeah, so I think it will definitely be up to my kid, um, you know, pending if that actually happens, having children. <laughs> this is like to wrap it up, like any shout outs you have to like coaches, family, mm-hmm. v- people here. Yeah, uh, sure. And then also like life updates that like, I don't know, like other than the Olympics, I know that's like something that like 
Oh, whoa, whoa. Before we get into that, do you, this is, do you think you've ever drank milk from the same cow twice? <laughs> Honestly, probably. Yeah. My, uh, my uh, uncles are what? farmers, dairy farmers up in Wisconsin. Okay. So I think like I've had two glasses of milk from the same cow. That's his farm. I've really never known any but dairy. That's actually in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Is your family from Wisconsin? My dad is. Did he go to University of Wisconsin? He no, corn? he went to Columbia. Oh. Huh? That's Nebraska. Nebraska. Try, same, same. Same, same, same thing. Pretty much. Good question, though, Jared. Are you familiar with the baby H? Um, I can't say I am. Uh, Tuck. So, you throw up the H. I don't know if you've seen like James Harden in a Rockets game. Yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. shoot a three, and like he'll throw it up. Uh, Jared's put his own spin on it, and I just call it the baby H. So it's All literally right. it's throwing up the H, but you're just shrinking it to the baby yeah that's yes, actually i think you've been the best like this baby hand, hands from snl hand, yeah it's like the girl that's got little yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so no that's literally all it is there's no like weird significance behind right, it maybe if i make the olympics i'll do the but uh, yeah. oh like popping out of the water like let's go no that's awesome but jared do you have i'm out you're out i'm out i'm out cassidy I'm out. cassidy's <laughs> out anyways thank you again Way to dive awesome. into that podcast. Talk. Yeah, we dove yeah. in. We're, can you dive straight out? Straight ten. Ten's all across. Ooh. Straight ten. Ten judges. Ten. 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 He was. He like missed half of it. And but. he said nine. <laughs> <laughs> that all right, that's it. Thank you. Awesome. Love you guys. Shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but dag, I'm amazed and astonished. The problem is I got a lot of brains, but no polish. I gotta holler just to be heard with every word. I drop knowledge. I'm a diamond in the rough, a shiny piece of coal. Trying to reach my goal, my power of speech, unimpeachable. Only 19, but my mind is older. These New York City streets get cold. I shoulder every burden, every disadvantage. I've learned to manage. I don't have a gun to brandish. I walk these streets famished. The plan is to fan this spark into a flame. But damn, it's getting so let me spell out the name. I am the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. We are meant to be a colony that runs independently. Meanwhile, Britney keeps shitting on us endlessly. Essentially, they tax us relentlessly. Then King George turns around.